there's the siren. So we're underway here, the minor semi-final on girlsplayfooty.com. Peter Holton, Daniel Hill, Katie Lambeski here for you for girlsplayfooty.com. As the umpire bounces the ball into the ground, basically wins out in the contest. Carney is first to it, try to come away. Blackburn there, just put the boot on the left ball. Uh, sorry, left boot's a ball, where am I going? Put it forward. Now trying to weave around there is Jantz. Actually, now we're in the 42. Pardon me. As now kicks it through Kerrick. Kerrick in towards the forward line. Got to weave around there is Lou Stevenson. Early shot on goal, 30 seconds in and the muggers are on the board. Far too loose, far too loose, just when Kilda there, they had to be hot on their players and instead uh, Melbourne just used utilising that space to perfection and you see the forward line is nice and open up there and then goal. So by the look of it, it's Jantz wearing the 42, the 16, we'll have to pick up, might be Elise Hay, we'll keep an eye on that for you but some um, early jumper changes doing us no favours whatsoever here in the commentary box but we can tell you that the Muggers at the moment leading by one goal to nothing as we wait to get underway again 30 seconds in so again clarifying 42 is in Guanti 54 a champong there for the Sharks and we think 16 is Elise Hay with Kerrick wearing number one who wasn't originally listed Away we go again. One out by O'Brien. Brought the ball to ground. Here's the hurried little kick along the ground. Foot race going to be on here. Elise Hay to try and pick it up. Has to go in the contest. Going with her was Vanderwall. Couldn't pick it up. Still at half forward here for Melbourne Uni. Just slamming it on the boot there. The 25 of Melbourne Uni to try and move it forward. Going to be picked off here by Clifford. Clifford gets on the right boot. Going long up the line out towards the wing position for McWilliams to try and get onto it. Blackburn going with her and Blackburn read it best. Blackburn got to get around McWilliams at centre wing. Dribbles it forward. The ball bounced over the head there of... Uh, the player in Randall who couldn't control it and the ball goes over the boundary line and out of bounds and that is where we'll have a throw in on the outer side good start here for Uni they just have made all the running early as the ball's tossed back in O'Brien does the ruck work won it down but the Sharks are takeaway they work it wide to the outer wing Hildebrand couldn't come up with it bursting away though over there is White did nicely for the Muggers up towards half forward Clifford, all in the contest, just knocked over at the crucial stage, pack forms, but try and work it clear here through Davey, who was spun around 360, Baisley wants the line, and we'll find it over there on the outer side, so after all of that, we ping-pong back and forward, and we've ended up in exactly the same position, Peter Holden, it's a throw-in right half forward, with the Muggers in attack, they lead by six points. And Draper might be the uh, 25 there, as we try and figure that out, because I can't see a 60 at the moment, as the ball is now on the outer side, trying to pick it up there, Bruton gives off the little hand pass, in fact, pardon me, it was Garner, and her teammate end up getting bundled over the boundary line, and out of bounds and at the moment, uh, Katie Lembeski, the Sharks have yet to enter their forward half. Yeah, the game very much on Melbourne Uni's terms so far. Very fiercely contested, uh, but St Kilda needs to be a lot tighter when they're in defence and really in tighter in midfield. Basically won the tap down. Chapman tries to go in there. O'Brien slid it on knees to try and pick it up. Ball spills free at the base. who had it momentarily. Then came out the Blackbird and stole it from her. Got it to O'Brien. Tried to get a hand pass away. Got stripped of it by Bruton. Ball still on the ground. Killer Reed lurking nearby. Tries to get a kick partially smothered. Dribbles along the ground though. Garner tries to fire a hand pass back. Bounces it to Bruton. Bruton now kicks nice it further kick. afield. Got to be good with it, and it is. I think it's McWilliams come out and slid on her knees and took the mark. She's on centre wing. Slow to go, though. Yep, gets up and now goes with a long kick. It's a pipe floater. Does it work out okay? It does. Finds uh, Chapman out there. Chapman tries to work it inside the forward line. No hope! Comes and takes a mark, and she decides to play on quickly. Wills around from 35 metres out. Is that the Sharks first? Is it across the face? Is it through? It's good! Mo Hope gets the Sharks first, and it's all level, and we've played about two minutes into this first quarter. The Sharks won straight six, the Muggers won straight six. 
Talk about making the most of your opportunities. First time inside 50, first goal. It's all about that conversion rate. Um, Phoebe McWilliams taking a, a really important mark in the centre of the ground there to just to steady him up and give them a bit of shape. My hope does the rest like uh, she's done all season. So perfect, st- uh, perfect start to this game for the neutral. Uh, I think it's only going to get better from here. Goal kicker so far, Lou Stevenson, one, Mo Hope, one. And made a liar of me as well. I said McWilliams was a bit slow to go, but it looks like the reason she was slow to go is they might be kicking into a slight breeze at that end. Yep. So I think she was just trying to uh, size things up and make sure she, she hit Chapman. And we saw it sort of drop into her lap. So the mugger's kicking with perhaps a slight breeze, and I'll get a free kick out of the centre here to Pound, who uh, wrote, and that should be 25. But the umpires just exchanged at the wrong rate there, and... The Muggers, though, they come up towards half-forward and they have a flooded inside 50 with Stevenson coming out of the square and demanding the footy, but it's over her head and it might be Penny Cooler-Reed back there going back with the flight and taking a nice mark for the Sharks and she'll relieve. In fact, it's Haley who gets on the right now, moves it up towards the Bruton position. Ball was on the ground, has to fire off the hand pass back now. The kick up the line, got to be good with it. Overrunning the ball there and couldn't pick it up as Amanda Walsh who finds herself a long way from her traditional forward line spot. Ball popped out the side though for Kristen Hay who kicked the ball straight up and straight back down again. Then double fisted it on. Here's the hurry kick inside, 50. Ball bounces around. Trying to get in there is Adams. Ball popped out, she couldn't hang on to it. Umpire's blown the whistle and said it's a free kick going the way of the Muggers and ending up there with a 16 which I think might be Elise Hay and she decides to get well she was hesitant and Chapman jumping all over the mark the umpire not paying the 25 as Hay now gets on the right delivers inside the forward line Ibrahim there tries to slap it away from Vanderwall and the ball goes over the boundary line and out of bounds next to the right hand point post oh, I can guarantee you that 16 is pound pound thank you yeah um, yeah a few number changes going on but uh Good start to the game for the Muggers again as they lock it inside their attacking zone and the, the ruck work done by Jance, who's been a real fine for the Muggers this season. He's probably only played the, the eight or nine games, but she's a, a star in the making. And she goes back in after it again, working overtime in the forward pocket there is Tapner, and she might have kicked that out of bounds on the full. No, it just stayed inside. The umpire says we'll throw it in. Ten around from the Muggers attacking goal with... Probably the best part of 24 players inside the attacking zone for the Muggers. And it's a short throw-in, and it should be recalled, but the umpire waves play on. And coming out, Hately gets on the right. It's a dodgy kick towards centre-half back. Just bounces on its point and sits nicely for Tilly Lucas-Rod, who did well under the pressure, but it's only as far out wide there of Hay, who got the kick away. That's Kirsten Hay. And it lands with Ashmore, who... Dodged a couple, but then got claimed and got the handball looking for Stevenson, who ducked the head. Umpire said play on. Now the clearing kick from Garner, but it's all the muggers, and they'll look to come back inside 50. To Stevens, who goes to Stevenson, and... Pardon me, Ashmore in fact took it and Caitlin Ashmore now 55 minutes out from goal looking for some options it's a crowded forward line she goes with a short kick got to be good and stretching high to take the mark Candice Adams will be having a shot on goal from 45 metres out Well, Muggers are really controlling the clearances they're 3-0 from clearances out of the centre so um, it's putting St Kilda under pressure and the defence is just buckling at the moment and Melbourne is taking shots now I think the Muggers know she doesn't have the journey but she's going to give it a crack, Pete and she does. It's away to the left-hand side, and it will go through for a minus score. So the Muggers have a one-point lead. We've played nine minutes in the first term this quarter, thanks to Hocking, Stewart, Northcote, North Melbourne, Brunswick, and Carlton. It's 1-1-7. The Muggers, the Sharks, one straight six here on girlsplayfooty.com. Any ideas on Penny Coolery? Because she's a noticeable absentee. Yeah, she's about to have a kick out now. Down there. There she is. She's got the footy. Just right on cue, Pete. 
She gathers, kicks out towards half-back. Probably couldn't see her because we've got a 25-metre gap between goal and fence, and she'd gone off to get the footy. The pack is formed at half-back for the Sharks, and they just don't seem to be able to get the ball clear with any fluency, and we will have another ball up. St Kilda defence standing tall at the moment but there's an interesting sight down in the St Kilda forward half but Brianna Davy just standing there alone maybe they maybe they need to put her on the ball just to sort of get some control uh, the ball's coming to the, the full forward line and cleared the pack and Tapner doing what all good hard footballers do go hard 100 miles an hour and when there's a free kick to play for play, play for that for free kick <laughs> so the ball will be tossed back in again 5 metres around from the Muggers goal line they've had done all the attacking early in this game and the boundary line will beat them once again. I must admit, it's very much like Waverley. I always found when you went out at Waverley, the boundary line would come up on you really quickly because you, you don't look for the, the boundary line. You look for where the fence is. <laughs> then you realise that the boundary line's 25 metres inside the fence. You can set up a couple of apartments between the goalposts <laughs> and the fence. That's how much space you've got to work with. Ball on the ground. Garner tries to go in. They're still inside the Ford 50 for the Muggers here where they lead by one point. And the umpire's blown the whistle and uh, called for a ball up. It's a very good point you bring up, though. Katie because Brianna Davy clearly with that ankle starting forward and she's probably going to spend a lot of time down there during the day and a hurry kick out of the pack as the player got bumped over by the Sharks puts it into a dangerous spot 40 out from goal now he's Pepper Randall and Randall now puts it out onto the wing position ball bounces back in towards the centre picked off there by Elise Hay gets the hand pass onto her teammate who puts it on the side of the boot it's an interesting sideways kick but it's going to work out for the betterment there of, Nic- of Nicholas Stevens who acknowledges the leader of uh, Adams who had it momentarily went with a Errant hand pass over the top. Now fell into the hands of Ibrahim, who had a snap on goal, and it's away to the left. And we'll register another minor score. 1 2 8 for the Muggers. And the Sharks 1 straight 6, thanks to Hocking Stewart, sponsors of the Muggers. And Melbourne Uni by two points, and essentially all play for them inside their Ford 50. Well, they're picking them off, particularly when the Sharks rebound from 50. There's just no one there, and Melbourne Uni just picking them off at will. Well, the restart isn't a great one. It's knocked away and a chance here for Carney and Blackburn. You never want those two in, pro- in close proximity of the opposition and they couldn't quite come up with it on this occasion. But again, a rush clearance. And, oh, Brian fumbled the mark and she almost got one high. Could have got one in the back. Got the handball away. Not sure how. Carney, 25 out, straight in front. Missed to the right. Oh, that's... She's not happy at all with that, Emma Carney. She probably had a little more time than she expected, but it was... One of those situations where the ball just lands in your arms and you think, surely not. Well, it's just that old footy crime as well. No talk. Uh, she had plenty of time, but I'm not sure who was in her ear telling her, listen, you got time, run in and kick the goal. But uh, Muggers aren't, aren't converting their chances at the moment. St Kilda just clinging on. Kick in from full back by Kula Reid. Now towards the contest. Van der Waal punched behind was Kears who brought the ball to ground. Wasn't looking nearby. Hurried little kick out of the pack. Chapman trying to move it across to Bruton. Ball bouncing on the ground. Bruton Oops. trying to juggle it. Nearly lost it. Close towards the boundary line. Oh. go over. Still can't pick it up like it was a piece of soap. And being held there and claiming the free kick is Jance. The umpire will give it to her. And 25. Didn't get it back on the ball. Daniel's not happy. Jance, 55 metres out from home. Gets on the right. Puts it towards the contest. About 25 out from home. Ball spills free to the pocket. Ibrahim, can she control it? No, she can't. Ball bounces away from her. Goes over the boundary line and out of bounds. 20 metres around from the left-hand point post. Muggers leading the Sharks by three points. I think it's one of those, uh, another one of those situations where you've got a player like Ibrahim, who's a really good small forward, and they've tried to put her in the middle this year, as Carney, meantime, snaps around the body and misses again. Ooh. 
And she's spewing. <laughs> Jeez, I tell you what, they've, they've had their chances, haven't they, the Monkeys? They could have buried the Sharks early and got in a crucial three-goal lead. You just saw her running away there to get back in the zone, Emma Carney, and you just... Emma, Emma, is <laughs> giving it to herself, and she's just away to the right. But just to go back to uh, Ibrahim, as the Muggers lead now by four points. Um, Ibrahim tried to play in the midfield during the year, probably didn't quite work out. Now she's really found herself a spot down four. McWilliams takes a mark, back pocket. Gets on the right, goes towards the contest, flying through the air, Kears trying to hold her ground though. Nearly got bumped off of it by Bailey. And the ball eventually goes over the boundary line and out of bounds. 13 minutes gone, first term here on girlsbayfooty.com, 89.1 FM at the ground. Ball is thrown back into air, McWeems does the ruck work, ball fell to ground. Caught straight away, there is Gardner, dropped it, umpire said it was fair, play on. Now going in there is Jance, got taken out of her hands, Banner was in there as well. Banner tried to slap it forward, nearly taken off the ground there by Kristen Hay. She goes in there, crouched over the top of it, and the umpire says it's all jammed in. We'll call for a bounce, 55 out for the Muggers, goal, grandstand side. All tossed back up. Looks like Davies come up for a look a little closer to the footy and it just evades her in the meantime as Kears gets a handball across the brook wide. He gets on the right and helicopters one to full forward. No Brian in front. Did all the hard work. Got to the fore of the footy. It was a good old-fashioned uh, upcountry mongrel punt and it just fell into her lap. Melbourne Uni again with acres of space to work into, just picking the Sharks off across that halfback and into toward the, the centre square as well. Too easy. And a lovely kick at goal there as we well. Go. I know she's got some skills and she plays in the ruck and she plays at centre halfback and she can do it all, but Kath O'Brien, she's got the uh, the Kareem Abdul Jabbar goggles out there <laughs> and there is not much she can't do. She kicks the goal for Uni and they have well and truly got the ascendancy and the control of this game. It may be a slight breeze, but it's certainly not a 2-3-4 goal breeze, and they they look like that might be their margin at quarter time, the way they're, they're dominating. They now lead by 10 points, and all of a sudden, what's happening with St Kilda? Well, we know which St Kilda's turned up, Katie. Well, the St Kilda that doesn't quite click at the moment, mm. to put it that way. Uh, they really need to find to play, they need to play forward. That's all, but they can't. They're Just losing out the centre. and everywhere. Yeah. Ball back in the middle of the ground. Adams did the ruck work and nearly hit Garney in the face trying to run on Boo. Ashmore was held without it and the umpire said, yep, that will be a free oh. kick. They're paying all those frees too. Sometimes you can get away with those, but every time someone's held someone, there's been a free. No, 25 uh, again. They're not, ball not on the full. Ashmore goes long with the right boot inside forward 50. Came off hands now the ball at centre half forward. Adams tries to get a hand pass that just went straight up in the air. Punch forward by Harris. Taken back by Ashmore who put on the outside of the boot. No 15. Oh no, it's paid oh, to McWilliams. On. And it was tough. Me, uh, to Randall. It was only travelled about 10 metres. That, that, that was the daily double. Went 10 and was touched and paid a mark. And <laughs> Randall gets on the right. Now kicks out towards the centre wing position. Garner at the back. McWilliams had first hands on it. Ashmore got bumped off of it. McWilliams has got it. Gets on the right boot. Heads towards the half forward flank position. Good positioning work there, and the mark taken by Jess Gartner. Gartner has Mo Hope on in the pocket, goes in that direction, Anderson got in front of her to did a little bit of blocking work, Bill spills free though for Nguanti, whose kick was an absolute Barry Crock under pressure, got partially smothered, ball over the boundary line and out of bounds, will throw it in, 25 metres around for the right-hand point post, Sharks attacking towards the Geelong Road end. Pre-Davey, she'd have to be 40% at best. She cannot go a yard. She's at this contest. She's got the the bad ankle, but she's she's, uh, she's just going to keep going. She's going to battle her way through it. Now Garner's at the base, and she got one high. So that'll slap across the back of the ear, and the umpire was all over it. They've been very good early, apart from not paying the 25s. But that was there. 
and you've got to credit them with the pace of the game so far. We've seen a really good spectacle yep. because those in orange have been well and truly on the mark. And meantime, from the ensuing free kick, it's Garner, who was best on ground on girlsplayfooty.com radio last week, and she's missed her way to the right. And You know, I'm a big rap, Peach. She's probably the best kick for goal, best general field kick in the competition, and that was just a sign of a confidence for the Sharks. That was terrible. Just the one behind, margin cut to nine points. White went short to Blackburn, then Blackburn went long out towards the wing. Foot race on on the outer side of the ground. Trying to get in there at the 25 and drape up, but it was turned over by the Sharks. Went back in the Bailey direction. Carney going with her. under pressure, ball spill free, Kristen Hay is there as well, she can't pick it up, Tilly Lucas Rod is first to it though, her kick though is smothered, had to go back, and <laughs> got smothered again, she's not having much luck, Kristen Hay gets the hand pass out to Draper, Draper moving it towards the centre half four position, over the head of Lou Stevenson, on the ground Ibrahim created a contest against Penny Kula-Reed, ball pop free, Haightley looking nearby, in goes Chapman, spill free to Davey, who bust her way through, Davey got on the left, out towards the half four flank position, ball nearly fell to ground, calling for it was Walsh, put on the right boot inside the forward line lurking nearby his gap and trying to break free umpire's blown the whistle and said that's a free kick and it's going the way in fact of Nguanti for the Sharks and Nguanti pulls the kick towards the pocket looking for Mo Hope was about a metre short than it needed to be Hope goes the hand pass back Garner dropped it like it was a piece of soap Kristen Hay now picks it up though for the Muggers gets on the right clears to the wing position foot race on out there at the moment picking it up is Georgia Harris who beat out Lee Stevenson tries to centre it in board coming across his car knocked out of her hands the champion did the raving work for Chapman who got it to Davey who put on the right boot went looking for rain with a kick towards centre half forward Kears brought it to ground but Carney is there with a clearing kick and gets it away to Jance who's now under the pump and a good tackle coming yeah. in and geez, I don't think there was a lot of prior opportunity there for for Jance but Banner great tackle and she's just one of those players for the Sharks that can get them back into this game she loads it up kicks towards centre half forward at the back work there from Gardner who manages to get it forward but she just used her left foot which didn't have as much range and it's cut off and marked back there by Grassy Anderson who looks to come wide and great work there from Carney just edged Harris under the ball in fact over there it was Laura Bailey and now Carney takes off runs beyond the wing kicks up towards full four Tapner at the back out number three on two though the two though is Stevenson and she comes up with it she's a left footer will it dribble which way will it bounce Tapner leads the race can she get back she does and she kicks the goal. It was two on three. It was set up by Emma Carney. And well done, Lou Stevenson and Tapner. They get the goal and they push it out to 15 points. And it was end-to-end. It was the slingshot. And all of a sudden, the Sharks are in some real trouble here at Witten Oval in the first final. And looking like their season might be over in the elimination. Blood is in the water, definitely. It's just a matter of, of whether the Muggers can convert their chances. And they're three and four at the moment, but I guess very fast play, very well done at, down there to work it forward. So, again, Muggers just being a bit more cleaner at the moment. So And they've, I'm going with two goal breeze or one and a half goal breeze, and they've now stretched it beyond that and clearly controlling the game. But again, we saw Bree Davey kick the ball in long and it just held up in the breeze and it's very easy to rebound out. 3-4-22, the Muggers, the Sharks 1-1-7, 20 minutes gone first term this quarter. Thanks to Hocking, Stewart, Northcote, North Melbourne, Brunswick and Carlton, sponsors of the Muggers. 
as the umpire comes in, sets himself. There's the bounce in the middle of the ground, underway again. And uh, the umpire says, bit lousy, because uh, <laughs> Brian and Ajampo couldn't get to it. And it nearly hit Paul McWilliams in the head. That's how high it got off the ground. And he says, let's have a throw up and go again. So away we go. O'Brien beats out a Champo, puts in the space, but Bruton was first to it. Hand pass was ineffective, trying to find Randall Kearse was in front, though. Hand pass built free to Kerrick, and here goes Kerrick now on the left. Unloads, goes inside to the hot spot, 30 metres out from goal. Dangerous bouncing ball, Hately towards it first, got on the right with a clearing oh, kick. Worked out okay. Hand pass, and now they clear through Banner, whose kick oh, is shocking. It is out of bounds on the full. She was looking for Annette Azamanian. One of her teammates, the problem is she's the runner today and not a player. <laughs> and the ball went out of bounds of the full. And it's brought back in quickly, though. Great by, kick. By the 16 Beautiful. and Gabriella Pound. Managing to spot up her teammate. And uh, going quickly through there is Nic- Nicholas Stevens inside the forward line looking for Wilson. Couldn't oh, find uh, Catterall. Takes it. Catterall, just under pressure, put it down the throw to Blackburn, 55 out from goal. And Blackburn has Tapner wider but decides to go further afield. It's not a great kick, but it's knocked over the line now to play. And we're throwing left forward pocket. That familiar problem for St Kilda. They're getting killed out of the centre. I think I have it down to about 5-0 and zero to the Muggers out of the centre. So, again, it has them dictating St Kilda sort of scrambling and sort of being reactive to what whatever the Muggers are doing. And a few brain explosions out of defence as well. And the yep. interchanges so far, the Muggers have made 21 interchanges and the Sharks have made four. But who's counting? I'm counting. <laughs> it's very interesting in coaching philosophies and styles. And now they'll yeah, start absolutely. making changes because it's late in a quarter. But the problem is the ball is in your defensive 50 and you can't afford to make changes there. Davies in there. She couldn't get it clear. I thought the umpire, the way he came in, was going to pay a throw. But she was trying as hard as she could to force it clear. And the umpire gave her the benefit of the doubt. Tossed up. The Ruck women go at it. And their champong's in there. And she extracts. And they said there's a holding infringement in there. It'll be a free kick to the Sharks' last line of defence. Catterall with the ball in the back pocket. And then goes high along on the right. Indeed. It is almost in the clouds. Pepper Randall came off her hands. Gabriella Pound, who bombs on the full line. Wilson was flying, couldn't get to it. A champion gets the hand pass out to Haitley, who now bombs it in towards the Pepper Randall direction. Came off hands, kisses there. Got out to Carney. Carney 50 metres out from goal. Unloads it. Carney, did she get the distance? They didn't touch it. She did. Go to the Muggers. I reckon Penny could have read. She got back. She could have sold that to the umpire because the umpire was in very good position, the goal umpire. But she put her hands to her face after she missed it. Maybe too honest for her own good. 4-5-29, the Muggers. The St Kilda Sharks, 1-1-7. 23 minutes gone first term. Thanks to Hocking, Stewart, Northcote, North Melbourne, Brunswick and Carlton, sponsors of the Muggers. Oh, boy, the Sharks dropped the proverbial creek without a paddle in the barbed wire canoe. Yep, and it's like, again, it's that problem. They're losing out of the centre and they're scrambling just to react to whatever the muggers are doing and they're just not they're not the very calm c- kicking out of defense it's just turnovers too costly and then that's where the goals are coming from for the muggers and i've got to say kiss must be irish because she did the uh the gaelic flick up to carney i'm not sure it was deliberate <laughs> it was about five or six meters but it was a definite i'll try and kick this to your hand and it land it was Unbelievable. You've got to see the division of that again if you get a chance during the week on YouTube or etc. Ball back in the centre of the ground. Again, Kears involved and could have got one in the back. Umpire wave play on. Chapman's in there throwing the ponytail around, ducking the head as she does. Gets it clear. Up towards half forward, though. Numbers with the muggers. They attempt to clear here through. There might have been hay over there, Elise, and she tried to get it away. And they work it to the wing. And even though it's hard work for the muggers getting it to the wing, they just don't seem to be in any danger of 
allowing the Sharks to release and rebound. And that's been the story of the game so far. And there'll be a throw-up on centre wing, out of side, on the Doug Hawkins wing here at Woodnoble. As the umpire throws the ball up and down it went again as Davey watches on. Jammer players in there. Gabriella Pound tries to extract it. She's going nowhere. And the umpire again calls for a ball up on centre wing. Just near the shadows of the quarter time siren here. Ball 20, the... 23 to 5 interchanges now, Pete. And ball to be thrown up in the air and away we go again. A Champong versus O'Brien. A Champong won the ball down. Couldn't extract it. There was Kearney. Hand passed in front of herself. Bruton under pressure. Sees the ball over the boundary line and out of bounds on the other side of the ground. So 22 point lead here to the Muggers. Bit of a cloudy conditions. Top of 13 today out here at Footscray. And uh, pretty good conditions for football in the end. Which is a slight breeze going across the ground. Gardner was maybe held without it. And the umpire said, yep, but disposed of. And pays the advantage by Bruton. It goes towards the half-fourth flank position. Bringing the ball to ground is Elise Hay. But the Sharks turn over. Goes to the one-on-one contest. This is Anderson oh. and Mo Hope, who turned it inside out. Mo Hope dribbles the ball along the ground. Has it lock? It's to the near side from minus score. Mo will be kicking herself. She didn't need to dribble it. She just needed to keep it low and direct. And that's the risk you take when you dribble along the ground. 1-2-8 the Sharks. 4-5-29, the Muggers. Got to say, good recovery with the tackle. Yeah, absolutely. That Again, was the difference. Electric when the ball hits the deck as well. And the kick out is an absolute shocker, and it lands with Gardner, who goes short looking for Chapman, and oh, oh. he dropped it at the crucial oh, right on no. the side. I'm not sure she would have had the journey from there anyway, Sarah Chapman, but, 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 but it hurts. Yeah, going into quarter time, that stings. That just sums up how your quarter's been going, and it puts you, in a morale sense, on the back foot. Absolutely. Uh, my are all over St Kilda at the moment. They're just far too better. I guess, yeah, at the yeah, that's really what it is. It's every facet. Yeah. It's not one area, or that's obviously you've said the centre a, a heap of times so far, Katie, and it's absolutely spot on. They haven't won a clearance yet. The Sharks. Probably the only time they've actually won a clearance is when they've got two or three free kicks. Yep. The problem is the umpires. Yes, they paid a lot of free kicks, and they were all there. Yeah. But the free kick count is probably nine to three. It's seventy-five twenty-five because the markers are first to it. Um, and when you then, if you if you chuck the free kick as a clearance and consider it to be a clearance, then yep. the numbers probably get worse because the Sharks any actual clearance without a free kick, they're leading that twelve to nothing. So it's just been an absolute domination. And as I mentioned a couple of times through that quarter, different coaching philosophies and different uh, changes being made. Uh, twenty three interchanges to five. Yeah. And we saw who was on top of the ground at the end of that quarter, and it's only going to it's only really going to show probably after half time. But yeah. I think with the matchups as well, Uni seem to just have things worked out. They've got three good across the back half. They've got an okay midfield that can compete against St Kilda. Yep. The forward line looks dangerous, and the Sharks have got to do something about it. As you've been pointing now with the interchange, it obviously means the fresher legs are coming from the Muggers, and they're all they're all very up and about. So it's fantastic. So it's fantastic for them as and, and it's and, hard and when you, you got, can tell. And it's hard when you've got Bree Davey, who's probably at 40, 50 percent. She's probably played all of that quarter. So. Yeah. Yeah. You're effectively playing, or even though you're only allowed 18 players on the ground, you're already down to sort of 17.5, and you're not making interchanges. You, it's almost like it's 16 on 18, and that's the way it felt in that first mm. quarter. Whether the, whether the breeze, whether the breeze comes into it for those of you at home, it is a, probably a one and a half, two goal breeze down here at Whitnoval, blowing uh, away from the Geelong end. So blowing towards the sunshine end of the stadium, if you will, or the Flemington end, or the Bart coming stables end. Mm. Maybe that's what it should be for today. Of course, Bart passed Perfect. away this yeah. morning at the age of 87, which is um, very sad news. But uh, 
Yes, it's one of those days, Pete, where it's going to be a long, long game, but uh, points to the Muggers early. Around the ground scores before we hit the break, uh, the West Division Grand Final end up uh, being Sunbury Premiers. They got through the season undefeated. In fact, they were down by a point at quarter time. And, and since you then, were worried. And since then, the Centrals didn't, Melton Centrals didn't score no. since quarter time. The old foot, the, foot down. It was, no, no, it was a low-scoring game. 3-9-27 to 1-2-8 in Division well, 5 West. And it's amazing as well at the lower levels when the finals are on and that tends to happen because it, it becomes a more defensive game. Yeah. And it, it happened last year, it happened the year before, it, it happens most years um, where it is locked down. And sometimes you can go out and watch a side win by 120 points and it's boring, but you watch those 1-1 one, one to 3-9s <laughs> yeah. and you can some, you can find the, the beauty in them, that's for sure. We'll take this opportunity to take a break here on girlsplayfooty.com. At quarter time in the minor semi-final, the Muggers 4-5-29 with the Sharks 1-2-8. Thinking about selling your home or looking for a company to manage your property investments? With offices in Brunswick, Carlton, Northcote and North Melbourne, Hocking Stewart are the experts in Melbourne's inner north. Hocking Stewart takes the hard work out of selling by offering the unique service of preparing homes for sale, including property repairs, property styling and furniture hire. For a free property appraisal from one of our friendly and reliable team members, call Hocking Stewart on 9340 1900. Hi, I'm Gabby Hollows. Help the Fred Hollows Foundation continue my husband's work. $25 can help someone see again. Please call 1-800-352-352 or visit hollows.org.au. Hi, this is Craig Lowndes for Rad, recording artists, actors and athletes against drink driving. Get behind the wheel of a V8, or any car for that matter, and it's all about being in control. Get behind the wheel after you had a few drinks and you risk losing that control. You're much more likely to cause a crash or even kill someone. So before you drink, plan ahead. Arrange a designated driver who won't drink or pull your money together to share a taxi. The life you save might be your own. Hi, where are the Wiggles? Did you know that Vinnie's raises funds for their good works by selling really good stuff in their Vinnie's shops? But the shops don't run themselves. That's right, they need volunteers to help. Can you spare a few hours each week? All you need is enthusiasm and some spare time. And it's really good fun. Please, will you become a Vinnie's volunteer? Just visit vinnies.org.au or pop into your local Vinnie's shop for more details. Yeah, and while you're there, have a look round. You'll, You'll love, love what, what you find. find. Here, get along. I'm here about the car. Hi, um, are they with you? Yeah, a few boys wanted to come over in case you join. I mean, look at the car. <laughs> oh, I need to sell my car fast. Need to sell your car fast? At sellmycar.com.au, we will buy your car. Cash for your car, fast. Sellmycar.com.au. Conditions apply. See sellmycar.com.au. Live across the web. This is the girlsplayfooty.com match of the day. And welcome back here to VU Witten Oval in Footscray for our girlsplayfooty.com match of the day. It is the minor semi-final, then followed by the major semi-final. It is a 21-point lead here for the Muggers over the Sharks as the Sharks now break from their huddles to get back in position. Around the ground scores, Katie Lempeski. Interesting to see South Morang leading uh, the Brunswick Renegades in Division 4 by five points there. So it sounds like a ripping contest over at Coburg. Sounds fantastic. Sounds like a classic ripping grand final. So let's see who uh, triumphs there. 
Yep, South Morang and Brunswick there on uh, vwfl.com.au with their stream. But uh, obviously here we've got the Premier Division finals right here on girlsplayfooty.com via the TuneIn app. Just search for Girls Play Footy. I know our main man in Daniel Hill has got a mouthful of sandwich or something like that he got from the cafe. He'll give us the review on that by half-time, let me tell you. Uh, but as we speak, I think I just see Peter Searle in the crowd as well from the Darabin coach. Five-time premiership winning coach, and now, of course, at the Saints. As the umpire raises the ball a lot, that's the sign to get us underway for the second term. Can the Sharks pull their way back to the game? O'Brien wins out against Baisley. Nearly Falcon someone on the way through. O'Brien tried to tap it to forward in the Blackburn direction. She was caught straight away. Umpire said play on his Belshaw got it out. Trying to get it across to Bruton. Coming through there momentarily is Carney. Got it to Ashmore. Ashmore now gets on the right. Long and high inside the forward line. Big fly from the side, if you don't mind, by Nicola Stevens. Brought the ball to ground. Overrunning it was Catterall. And she might get it back, though, with the assistance of her teammate in batter, close towards the boundary line, couldn't bend over enough to pick it up, going in there again is Tapper hand pass back to Ashmore, Ashmore's got a player on in the pocket, couldn't get to her Hately got the fist in there, ball hit back round to Blackburn who just slammed it on the kick when she had more, uh, slammed the uh, ball to Boo when she had more time, Jant is there, tries to keep it alive, sliding in at the crucial moment to concede a point is Mia Ray Clifford and we'll go through for that minor score so 4-6-30, the Muggers 1-2-8, the Sharks here on Girls Play for Hate to harp on this, but again, it's out of the centre. Muggers take it forward, and, as, and they get a score on the board. Secured is still scrambling. And the Sharks finally with some... The Sharks working at half-back, finally getting the ball away. And Randall, another fumble. They're, even Bruton early, they're just fumbling the Sharks. They're, for whatever reason, they just have not turned up so far. So Jazz Garner says, well, stuff this. I'm going to come in, just grab it and boot it forward. And it's 2-1-2. Two two. Hope. Don't know what she's trying to do there. She's tried to slap it away, and now she's going to be finished to go after it. Davey, oh, she's fumbling too. They've just It's uh, its contagious. Now Walsh wants to go to Hope. Smothered. Play on, said the umpire. Did well to knock it back to Garner. She's probably been their best so far. She's held up here. You bounce it half forward, and the Sharks, they are at sixes and sevens at the moment. They can't take a trick. At this rate, I think we should all pull our money together and get every Sharks player a cup of coffee and say, hey, wake up, as the ball is thrown up in the air. Ball hit the ground. Basley's in there. O'Brien on hands and knees trying to get a hand pass out. Not they need to be hit with a fish. A- Ashmore is there. There's Belshaw trying to keep it alive. There goes Carney she back, trying to get a hand pass out to White. Knocked out of her hands by Davey. Davey goes back in again. Hand pass out to Walsh. Oh, Walsh, who's panic. never been the greatest kick of the footy, has shanked that one and put the ball out of bounds on the full. And therefore, Ali Blackburn will take the resulting free kick next to the behind post. She's just panicked. They're just panicking. Pressure does funny things to people. I've never seen, I've never seen a team more contagiously panic. They're spooked. They are. It's clearly they're spooked. They're, they're gone. They're, they look absolutely gone. Yeah, so Blackburn says, well, where's dominating that much? I'm going to look at my open the eyes and just run past it. And got the kick away. It wasn't a great one and switch of play. It's over out wide and really in the end. Now it's gone out of bounds on the full. They cannot take a trick, the Sharks. So no. it'll be a free kick to the Muggers at halfback. It's going the way of Carney. Or it's Carney, yep. I thought the umpire was pointing to give it to the Sharks, but it is Carney, so the Muggers are at left half-back and they've got the footy. Carney looking around on the outer side. Gets going on the right boot, long and high. Crash the pack there, brought to ground Tapner. Tried to give up the little hand pass, cut off momentarily. Killed a reader, tried to move it forward. Uh, Tapner got it back, now moved They're it back in board to Ashmore. Ashmore overran the pill on this occasion. It's if Randall can go for it, Randall is just caught by O'Brien. He just rips the ball out of her arms. Got it across to White, who picked it up off the ground. She went with a hurried little hand pass, if you don't mind, to Draper, who moved towards oh. centre-half forward position. 
position. Outmaster on that occasion. Ball spills free. Stevenson couldn't pick up off the ground. Draper goes again. Gets on the right Good boot. Kick. Kicks it high towards the centre half oh. position. Ibrahim was there but was easily outpositioned. It was a good kick if it had some penetration on it. And Mia Ray Clifford just swings around with the kick, looking for the Haightley direction, who outmarks Stevenson. Haightley, oh, just kidding to Ashmore. What is she doing? Wake up! <laughs> oh, As no. Banner tries to get the hand pass out on hands and knees. Then to O'Brien. O'Brien to Ashmore. Ashmore can kick it into space in the pocket. She decides to take a bounce and takes on an opponent. Kicks a bit of a worm burner in towards the forward line. Bolt over a few. Adams goes after it, picked off by Kula Reed, who scoops it up off the ground. She goes for a clearing kick and finds Catterall. Lucky Fenny Reed's got some composure. And now Catterall gets on the right and just bombs it long to Garner, who's at the back, who takes the mark. Hildebrand did touch it, but the umpire quite happy to pay the mark. And now she snaps around the corner, and they'll get away with this because Walsh will mark it in front of the interchange gates. She wants to go quickly and does up towards McWilliams at half-forward. Carney tried to jump to the top of her jump and still couldn't get to the top of McWilliams, but the ball has gone over the back, and now it's two on three, and it... It does favour the, the Sharks in there. Pound came in, got it in the side. Umpire said, ball up, left forward pocket. Hesitated for a moment. But uh, numbers with the Sharks there. But again, anything they try just doesn't seem to work at the moment. Ball thrown up in the air. Grassy Anderson up against McWilliams. Brought the ball to ground. Walsh went in there for the scoop throw, if you don't mind. Straight in the hands of Elise Hay. Then quickly got it across to Gabriella Pound, who's uh, kicked those, been intercepted. Taken by Georgia Harris, 60 metres out from goal. Harris tries to centre the ball towards the hot spot. Garner came late, couldn't take the mark. Kiss picks it up off the ground. She's going to get run down here. Dropping no, says the umpire. In goes Bruton, couldn't get it. Kiss goes again. Stuck it out as far as Lucas Rod, whose kick was partially intercepted. Going across there is Bruton. Taken away from her by Kerrick, who kicked it out in the wood space. Foot race on on the other side. Chance is going to be first to it. Will the boundary line be there? Oh, she kept it in. Wasn't the smartest option. Banner's kick though is smothered though by uh, Ashmore who had support. Now the kick along the wing position. Gabriella Pound runs after it. Pound has to turn basically inside out. Did so successfully. Now kicks it in towards the forward line. Stevenson or Ashmore there is options. Ball's built free. Turning around is Ashmore. 50 metres out from goal. Puts it on the right. Stevenson said get the space. It was a metre away from her. Couldn't get to it. Haightley got the bouncing ball. She kicks towards the halfback flag. Did no favours. Ashmore who's got leather poisoning. So many possessions in this game. Tries to get it to Stevenson. Stevenson had a jumper pull. Got it on the left. Went towards the pocket. Ball bounces awkwardly. Gabriella Pound came through. Couldn't get it. Banner was there momentarily. Has to go back again. Pound jumps over the top. It's a frenetic pace. And the umpire comes in eventually and calls a ball up 45 metres out for the Muggers' goal. Hey, that's it. Can't go a yard, Katie. They can't take a trick, the Sharks. Melbourne Uni just handling the occasion better. Melbourne Uni just handling the game a lot better. The Sharks just failing to execute nearly everything they do. And you can tell they're scrambling. They're, they're fumbling. And now a little sneaky interchange might help out here, but it's a poor kick, and White just goes back and takes the mark. George, um, over there, Laura Bailey was oh. miles in the clear, and they just didn't kick it to her advantage. And a dangerous kicking board by White is marked by Carney. Bruton to stand the mark. Carney just pops it up to Ashmore, and well, wouldn't you put someone on her? She has marked that, and the umpire wave play on. Good shepherd from Ashmore. Uh, allows O'Brien to get on the right and smash it forward. Or oh, Baisley did enough. And then got the free kick. Mm-hmm. But probably should have been a mark to Melbourne Uni to chance, but it just slipped out of her palms. Baisley did enough to draw the free. 
Here at girlsplayfooty.com, 29 plays, eight muggers way here on the second term. They crash the pack and the ball goes over the boundary line and out of bounds. It was Hildebrand Such in there. Such a wasted kick. She's just kicked that 40 metres, 45 degree angle towards the boundary. And there's been, back. A, been a lot of them by the Sharks coming off the half back line. They can't clear it properly as the ball comes back in. O'Brien slapped it to the ground and went back and got her own ball. Got it across the carney, went over the top looking for Ibrahim. Ibrahim in the pocket, went by hands trying to find uh, Adams. Shepherding work, here comes Carney. Didn't go for goal, decided to centre it. Tapner is now on the pocket, she can't pick it up. Goes back in again, Kula Reed is there on a hammer. Dropping the ball, no, the umpire screams play on. Ball still alive in the pocket there for the Muggers if they can try and find a clear possession. Chance trying to Adams get her way through. Adams goes for a little shot and it's away to the left. And the umpire says one behind please and the lead goes out now to 22 points 4-6-30 leading 1-2-8 here on girlsplayfooty.com this quarter for the shark sponsor sellmycar.com.au it's a long way down for big Candace Adams <laughs> she, went, she went to pick it up and she thought nah I'm not going down there and from the from the restart it's marked by Ashmore who is uh, she's on fire it's pretty much that simple at this stage She's kicked to the pocket and Tapner backing back. Oh, that was courage, but then no one wanted to go at her. The clearing kick lands with O'Brien. Oh, will she go to the bounce? Gee, she's good for her size. And now she's, yeah, she's slung. And the Sharks do have the numbers over there, and they will finish up with a free kick. And it's holding the ball. But again, having to get their free kicks through their defensive work when, as you said, Katie, they had three on one, and they just couldn't get anywhere near it. And yeah. another turnover, pound marks on the outer side for Uni. Intercepting the champon kick, and pound decides to Center it, looking for Adams, takes the mark now. She's about 55 out from oh, home, though, well. has to go with a hand pass play on. Oh, the Bryant was unlucky for White, and she was onto it, she was away. Chapman got it across to Bruton, Bruton goes out towards the wing position. Banner going, uh, pardon me, is it Banner or Catterall? I think it's uh, Catterall out there when charging after the footy. The ball bounced away from her, went over the boundary line and out of bounds on the outer side with Kerrick on a hammer. I have a rule question, Peter. What's that? If a player's standing the mark and you wind up to handball, even though they are physically standing on the mark, are you allowed to reach over the mark and affect them handballing it. That's interesting. I think if you're standing on the mark, you're okay. So if yeah, you can reach... Because so be it playing. could have been 25 to Adams, but I think it was good umpiring to let it go because she was standing on the mark. Because just for those of you at home, Candace Adams clearly doesn't handball much, <laughs> um, which is fair enough for a full forward. I'm okay <laughs> with that. But uh, she wound up for the handball. The, the Kevin, play on the mark affected her handball. The Kevin Bartlett school of forward. Oh, and absolutely. The, the baby gave it away and then went long and awards the uh, centre wing position. Ball comes out the space. Here comes uh, McWeems, who got bumped off the ball at the crucial moment. The pack's going to form about half a dozen around it, and the umpire again will call for a ball up. So 4 6 30 the Muggers, 1 2 8 the Sharks here on girlsplayfooty.com. The other side will see a throw up, a champong going up versus Adams, who won it, brought the ball to ground. There was Davey, just tucked the ball under her arm, and they got smashed on the way through, and the ball spilled free. Chapman was there, Tilly Lucas Watt got it out to Bruton. Bruton went towards the half forward flank position, but Hildebrand, she's solid, takes the mark of the half back flank. Oh, yeah, she's one of the best in the business, and knows her limitations as well. Just goes short to Blackburn. Very, very intelligent footballer. Blackburn, she goes wide, very wide. And it's out of bounds on the full. So it's probably the first time we've seen the wind affect the ball. Might have just picked up a touch. It'll be a free kick to Bruton on the outer side. She goes low and really didn't learn much from the kick previous because it was pushed up against the line on the outer side. Now hacked forward here for the Sharks, but again turned over. Kears runs away. She's got great pace. And centre of the ground. The The Muggers had their opportunity there, but a fumble's brought them undone and we'll have a bounce. Just in between... The rings and half forward. The Sharks are an attack. They need to score. They need to score soon. 
Ball up in the air. Chempong versus Adams. Adams went out in the contest. And, oh, a bit too high there. The umpire comes in. No, says it's okay. All wrapped up. We'll call for a ball up on the bottom of that deck. I think it might have been Wilson. The umpire throws the ball up in the air. And away we go again. Adams gets the early leap. But Champong wins the tap down, though. Coming out to Davey. Just slammed on the left boot towards the half forward position. Went through hands. Ball on the ground. Here's a hurry little kick off the ground. Moving out towards the half forward flank position. Foot race on for Young and Old. Bailey tries to make a contest of it. Gets into her opponent's back. The umpire said no play on. Yeah, it's under back. Can't extract the ball. In goes, uh, in goes the player in Gardner. And also in there as well as Nicholas Stevens. And the umpire says, I'll have it back, thanks. And we'll call for a ball up. Player on the bottom of that mess was Elise Hay. Throw it up in the air again. A champion missed out. Trying to get the hand pass out to Carney. Kerrick lays on the tackle. Dispossesses Davey. McWilliams got out the hand pass to Chapman. Trying to get it to Bruton on the outside. Bruton gets shoved in the back. And the umpire says that's a free kick. Oh, that was a it was ever sort so, of there. It was ever so faint, but it was there. And she has the ball on centre wing. Where'd you have a big ruck push you over, though? And you haven't picked it up and had your opportunity. I don't reckon you deserve any favours at all. <laughs> the ball goes towards full forward. The numbers again with Uni at the base of this, but they are in their attacking line, are the Sharks. And Davey again, she can't break away today. Hildebrand kicks into the centre of the ground. Well done, Penny Kulari. Went back with a flight and marked it over her shoulder. And then sliced one up towards half forward, where Tilly Lucas Rod can run onto this. She has acres of space out there. Goes on the right boot into the pocket. And Carney goes back and intercepts and takes the mark for the Muggers. Sharks just can't find any avenue to goal at the moment and the Muggers will be loving this because there's no their lead isn't just getting chipped away at. Even if they don't score, it's a big win for them. So it's all Muggers at the moment and I don't see how this is turning around anytime soon. Blackburn decides to go with a kick out towards the halfback flank. Came off hands there by Kears who managed to get it across to her teammate in Stevens who went back to Blackburn Good who kick. now got on the right. Got to be pinpoint accurate it is. And finds her teammate and Jantz wants the 50. Plays on all. Nearly got caught with a pass away to Blackburn. Blackburn went one over the top. Now they're moving it with speed. That was Carney. Who's trying to, to get Carney. it back to Ibrahim. Ibrahim under oh. pressure from Bruton. Gets knocked over. Chapman goes the hand pass back. Got it across to Mia Ray Clifford. Who went in the Davy direction. Bounce off the ground. Tried to charge through. One too many. And Anderson oh, wraps her up. Falls across to Catterall. Catterall moving inside the Ford 50. Foot race on here. That's ball dived on it. In goes Kies over the top. The umpire says no prior opportunity. Will call for a bounce. 35 metres out directly in front of the Sharks goal. They're trailing at the moment by 22 points against the Muggers. It's tossed up and good work from Jance in the ruck and she goes back in to do her own roving and Brooke White's in there and she's under the pump. And we'll have another bounce. About 35 to 40 metres out from the Sharks attacking goal. Mo Hope just warming the hands, probably getting a little cold down there despite the uh, 15 or 16 degree day that we've got this afternoon because she has not seen it in recent times. Chapman goes in dangerously as always and gets it out and the umpire says free kick in the back to Chapman. Uh, Mia Ray Clifford might be. Is it? We'll find out. It'll be one or the other. I think it's yeah, Chapman. Yeah. She looks the one who's a little sore as well. Might have cop one in the side of the head. Sarah Chapman, and she's just regathering her bearings, and she'll load it up from 55 and look to go to the hot spot where Catterall gets a bit of a break on her opponent, has a jump at it, couldn't take the mark. Now comes out to the side of the pack and snapped around the corner. Is that McWilliams down there? Won't even be. Is that Hately that's gone forward? No, it was McWilliams. She missed away to the right, and not really an opportunity that 
probably back Phoebe from there nine times out of ten. But yep. just that perceived pressure again, and they, they let a chance go begging. Well, it goes to show how they're going, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, it's just the, Picture uh, of the afternoon right there. Yeah. Okay, if you want to sum the game up, there you go. And we got a cheeky sub here. And Muggers by, 29, uh, by 21 points at the moment. Looking for Carrick, but it was outmarked by Pepper Randall. And Randall's about 45 metres out from goal, about a couple of metres in from the boundary line in front of the Witten stand. She's got to back herself for me. I don't think Rand- he's having a shot. Randall's thinking about the big wind-up. 45 metres out, gets close to player on the mark. Touched off the hands there of Carrick. The umpire called play on. Clearing out of the back pocket. Looking in the Ibrahim direction. Vanderwall gets a hand in there. Kick it off the, the ball to ground. Oh, oh, she tried to go. And then got flattened by a champong on the way through. There is Chapman. Had to go back to uh, Woods Randall who cops it in the back <laughs> too high either way from the umpire Ibrahim she had the rage up after she got flattened she went in and just killed someone <laughs> Randall with the resulting free kick Pepper Randall about 60 metres out from home does the big wind up again goes to the hot spot 20 metres out Garner in the queue Chari- on held on by Catterall she was about second in the queue and almost was going to pop out I'll tell you what though Pete she'd have to be tens from here the way the Sharks are going <laughs> she's only 25 out straight in front <laughs> yeah, they have oh been having God. a great day. Mind you, the Monkeys haven't kicked a goal so far for the quarter. That's the thing. They have kept it close to Sharks. Whether inadvertently or not, they have managed to keep it close. To the scoring end of the ground. Catterall. Her kick. How does it look? It is oh, a told you shocker. Was, I was told you she was tense. <laughs> oh, no. The Sharks can't take a trick at the moment. They're 1-4-10. They trial by 20 points. The Muggers 4-6-30 here on GirlsPlayFooty.com halfway through the second term. That hit halfway up her shin. That was just a shank. Oh, that was just it, terrible. It was. It's goals like that they've got to kick. And you know when they're not kicking those, you're not going to win a game. But you just saw her coming in. It's going through her mind going, don't miss. Don't, don't miss, miss. Don't, don't miss. miss. And she missed. Oh, God. The restart's a good one from Goring. Oh, no, it's not. It just got caught in the breeze, which is quite noticeably picked up in this term. But Grassy Anderson, the ever-reliable, she just goes in there, gets the job done, gets it clear to Kears, but a champong did really well to just put her body in the way. But again, the muggers, they just managed to force the ball clear. And then when all of a sudden they don't maintain the momentum in the contest, they manage to lock it up and they do so again on this yeah. occasion. Quarter time around the grounds. One goal lead, 13-7 to seven, South Morang over Brunswick in the Division 4 grand final at Coburg City Oval. As the uh, ball is now spilled free. Quick little hand pass back Here's to Kilderie. Kilderie between centre wing and half forward. Now pops it in long. Catterall missed it. Ball at the Oops. back there. Taken out the hands of White who couldn't hang on to it. Chance here for the uh, Sharks to work something out. Oh, little throw. scoop throw if you don't mind. Here's oh. the kick now back in the direction oh. of Garner. Oh. Hildebrand takes the resulting mark though and Hildebrand decides to go for the switch it's dangerous it's high mark is taken it works out okay your good skills Pete never in well, doubt Wilson now gets on the uh, boot going up in the direction of Stevenson who just fell short of her Hately created the pressure there is Carney tried to soccer it off the ground and it just came off uh, random feet as Randall now gets in there she gets stumped and the umpire says holding the ball caught by Nicola Stevens and hard to bring down Randall at speed. That was well done. And Stevens has the kick from half-back flank in front of the Witten stand. Gets on the left boot. Goes towards the pack. Here's O'Brien at the front. Couldn't hang on to it. Hurry little kick out of there by Gardner to try and move it forward to Garner. Jasmine Garner oh. tried to do a little cheeky kick around the corner. But Hildebrand was uh, smother was effective. There was a Carney against the boundary line. Almost stepped out. All showed the candy and stayed in. Carney's kick, though. <laughs> I think that was justice because I reckon yeah. she was over the line down here. Has kicked the ball out of bounds of the fall in front of the coach's bench of Melbourne Uni, resulting free kick to Baisley. So I used to do that. Hold the ball back inside and just eyeball the boundary yep. umpire. Vanderwall instead has actually been given the kick. You eyeball the boundary umpire and they look at you and you look at them and then they get flustered and then you just keep running run off. <laughs> well played by Carney experience. Vanderwall 
Kicked it up towards full four. Davey came through, got the hands away. Now a chance for Gardner. Don't tell me from there. Out of bounds on the full. And Kerrick, as she always does, she was probably 30 metres away from that, and it should have been a free kick to Goring, but Maddie says, I've got the foot skills, little back pocket, I'll just run in, and I'll take the free kick in the back pocket. Kerrick looks around. Ashmore making the lead for her if she wants it short. And look at the time she's taking. Oh, I'm Osder. I'm Osder. That is a woeful kick. It is harder to come out this side, though. It is much, we've, we've seen that so far. In terms of dropping the footy hand to foot, it's much harder to come out this side with the wind. Jasmine Garner, 50 metres out against the boundary line. Decides to send it to the hot spot. 25 metres out from goal. Davey brought it to ground one-handed. There's Gardner just slammed it on the boots. And it's away to the left. They just cannot get that conversion happening there, the Sharks. And they've had most to play inside their Ford 50 for the quarter. They're 1-5-11. They trail by 19 points. The mug is 4 6 This quarter for the Sharks sponsor, sellmycar.com.au. So St Kilda just pretty much reduced to just putt shots and just going long to targets in just these to these classes. They're not doing anything for them. Zero composure. Uh, Hildebrand just smacks it wide and long and Ashmore had it and then just put it oh. over the line. She tucked it under her right Surely arm and that's not. what cost her. No, that was spot on. That was good umpiring. Probably missed the last one, but that was... Even though I'm sitting perpendicular to where it is, that's how good I'm going. Ball comes out to Grassy Anderson, and she just drops it. Good smother on Williams, and then she caught one for a trouble. And Pound came through and kicked it off her shin, and Ashmore off her hands and out of play. You can just tell the physicality from Uni. I haven't seen this from them this year. They have just absolutely won the contest all afternoon so far. Um, to throw the ball back into play. In it comes. Basley versus O'Brien. Shark there by McWilliams. His kick went along on the ground. Didn't go too far. Garner, Grassy Anderson, O'Brien. Try to move it across to Kristen Hay. Got dumped without it. Oh, there's a giraffe diving on it. Anderson jumped in there. Going in there is Pippa Randall. (laughs) That's not Paul Waddies. And the umpire calls for a ball up. 19-point lead to the Muggers. Latest stage of second term here on girlsplayfooty.com. At 2.30, we've got Darabin and Diamond Creek at the major semi-final. Basically goes for a backhander, finds the safety of the boundary line. Muggers have just been very good at seeing off the pressure. All of them have stood stood tall in defence and through midfield. And you can tell goals have dried up and nothing's happening for St Kilda. O'Brien takes it out of the ruck and now Blackburn bursts away and oh, Davey wow. could not go with her and now she takes a bounce and it doesn't quite come back Lucky. to her so she says well Caitlin Cashy you're a bit quicker than I am so here you go off you go but it's not a great kick and Clifford's back there and takes the mark for the Sharks and just shows a little bit of patience to slow things down and then bombs it long back to whence it came and O'Brien sits under it and says, well, thanks for coming. O'Brien decides to go with a short kick towards the half-fourth blank position and went into no-man's land. Bailey is there, receives. Got to spin around and get the motor going quickly. Epar's back in the banner direction. Oh. It just kicked it out of mid-air, but it's intercepted, though, by Brooke White. And White sends it towards the half-forward. Oh. Jance was there. Ball bounced away from her. Trying to weave by yes. Mosgrip. Goes the hand pass. Quickly gets across to Ashmore, who took one bounce. Ashmore takes a second bounce. Ashmore in the pocket. Has a flying shot at goal. Let's go! Ashmore on fire! Take the bow, Caitlin Ashmore. Epic. Fantastic football. Her last kick's probably, as we've said all throughout the first two quarters, she's had a fantastic game so far, and it was probably her only major blemish was just before when she turned it over. She wasn't going to miss the second chance. 5-6-36, Melbourne Uni. The Sharks 1-5-11, nearing the halftime siren. This quarter for the Sharks sponsor, sellmycar.com.au. And if we had our better player of the day, which we don't today, 
Ashmore would have been miles in front. Oh, absolutely. If you're giving the 3-2-1, she's clearly the standout. But it's been the middle of the roaders for Uni today. They've laid the tackles. They've been in and under. Um, yes, Carney's been good. Yes, Blackburn's been okay. Yes, Ashmore's been exceptional. But it's all the other players. It just seems like they've all lifted 10 notches. They've just come today and they've brought the pressure. And I mean, we talk about a lot of St Kilda's middle of the road as, as real good players or going to be good players. They've made them look third rate today. And the Muggers continue to go about their business as Carney goes up towards full forward and Jance couldn't quite gather. Although she goes back in after it. Ibrahim did nicely. Got held up in the meantime. Umpire didn't see that. And Clifford goes back and mops it up and oh, hangs it up in the breeze. Very wide. Davy just can't get any separation out there. And a turnover again. Back inside 50 from Pound for the Muggers. They are pounding on the pressure. And Gabriella Pound got it in long. But again, for the footy, the numbers are back there with the Sharks. Although they took their time. And now that might be deliberate. That's almost gone it? backwards. It? It's not going to go out. It's in. But Ashmore leads the race. Don't tell me she's had a shot from there. <laughs> she centres it and goes over the head of Adams and back there's Penny Coolerade for the Sharks. Cool come and collected. Coolerade now pops it up towards the wing position. Was looking for Thea Lucas right but got out marked on that occasion. A chance for the Muggers to send it back inside the forward line. A low flat kick to Blackburn. They just look so super intelligent the Muggers. They just and Blackburn make... plays on because wow. there's no one on the mark. Runs to 45. Ali Blackburn. How does that look? It's away to the left. Might have score. But I tell you what, that kick to goal, that would have just been about the nail in the coffin for the Sharks because it was just too easy. No one on the march. You got to run to 45, and it looks like the Muggers are full of legs and the Sharks don't have a clue. I think we've said this a few times during the year, though, Pete, and it, it does show as the siren sounds for half time. Um, I know I've mentioned it a couple of times, and I know you agree. When the Sharks are put under any kind of pressure, obviously we know they had the change of coach early in the season, and when they're put under any kind of pressure, they hit the default button. And the default button is structureless, it's motionless, it's confidenceless, it's just rubbish. And that's what and they've done in the first half. And it's the point I've been arguing all year as well, that some of the sides haven't mastered yet, and the Sharks are one of those, that they haven't mastered yet. The ability of when things are going against you, of just being able to chip the ball around the back line, chip mark, chip mark, chip mark, yep. just to get your hands on the ball, just to hit a few targets, just to get some confidence, even if you're still caught in your own back half, Chip mark, chip mark, chip mark, just to get the confidence going. The thing for the Sharks is, though, that they're far from out of it. Um, But on the run of play, they're not going to get close. But the game is still there to be won. And as you say, Pete, if they can just wrestle back the momentum, which at the moment is so far gone, but footy is a weird and funny game sometimes and it could be a game of two halves I mean what's to stop the Sharks and we know on ability pound for pound that there's no real major difference between these two sides it's all between the ears at this point got it in one it's all between the ears a a simple failure to execute the basic skills to go back 10 metres on your mark to take your time to take the kick to even stand the mark while Oblackburn has the ball it's just failure to execute anything to do anything yeah it's just and that's the thing it's amazing once the domino falls and it becomes contagious we talked about that with the fumbles but that's when you've got that's that's something that's tangible with the fumbles but when it's there's that intangibility to spread through the whole game where it's just this psyche thing that you can't necessarily put a finger on but it's just the whole house has fallen down at this point for the Sharks and they need to put Mo Hope in the middle they need to put McWilliams in the middle 
They need to put Baisley at centre-half back. They just need to come out with a completely different team. They need to put Pepper Randall in the forward line. They need to put some of their winners in the forward line the, that haven't been the, down there. The key problem is when they have the ball at half-back, all it is is just a bomb it long along the wing and hope for the best, and they're just not hitting any targets. And as we've seen, though, like, uh, unfortunately for Bree Davis, she hasn't got the acceleration um, with that dodgy ankle, and normally <laughs> she can sort of... It's amazing how you can break that down. She can just two or three times, she runs away, all of a sudden all the Melbourne defend, all the Melbourne Uni defenders start to one and a half steps backwards, and then it opens the game for everyone else. They haven't had that one player who's been able to really get on top to create some space and some separation for others and that's what we've seen with Brie Davies she makes other teams defend not just her she draws the crowd obviously yeah. but she she creates space for everyone else and when she can't create space for herself at all I mean she's been yeah. tackled I've never seen her tackled so many times she's been tackled eight times she's had one or two clear possessions I've never seen I've never maybe mate, not. she's not really I mean let's be honest they wouldn't have worked her out by now they've only played against her one no. two three times and they know she's a good player and she's got yeah. plenty of pace but the ankle's clearly a big problem for yeah. her the, the, the problem is at the moment they can't get a, a, a like of a Pepper Randall maybe even a McWilliams to kind of set up their play from half-back flank, as in, you've seen like Catterall take a mark when she had to bomb away, or Mia Ray Clifford. They should be swooping around the back of them, take the feed off hand pass, and if they're able to take a quick little run along the middle, one bounce, run kick from the centre, they should be then able to hit someone like Abri Davy standing there at centre-half forward to create that contest, just to take the muggers out of it. But the problem is, they're just going down the wing, and the muggers are just reading this easily. And what the muggers are doing is, when they get on the wing, they're opening it up in the centre of the ground, getting straightened up pretty quickly. And, I mean, missed opportunities as well for the Sharks. We saw the first uh, first quarter with Mo Hope basically running into an open goal, and just got run down, and then yeah. went the dribble kick from 25 and missed. Yeah. And we saw Catterall shin one from 20 out um, but I'd set it before the game and I'm, I stand corrected I didn't think the loss of Brittany Benici would mean too much to the Sharks but she's quite clearly not out there um, it's noticeable like I said earlier with Penny Coolerita I wasn't sure where she was and then she took a kick out it was quite noticeable that she wasn't yeah. anywhere near the ball um, so Benici and I think Coolerita and and Benici seem to have a bit of a partnership where she runs out wide yeah. and they can kick it. You know, they have a few go-tos and yeah. Benici's a part of a few of those go-tos and well, they haven't been able to do it today. One thing that showed me they're not on today was was a situation where the ball was, uh, I think it was uh, Chapman had it. She was about 55 metres out from goal. The Muggers originally tried to go for a zone in defence and then they all decided to collapse and go towards the hot spot, 30 out. It actually, for a brief moment, opened up the pocket and Mo Hope was in the goal square and Mo made no movement whatsoever to go to that pocket yeah. and you'd be thinking you've got to question how her hand is it's, well. exactly you're thinking if you're leading forward all of a sudden if you've got a pocket open in front of you even if you, it doesn't go to you it's positive signs that if you can run to that to say okay I'm creating options here but she's not and the muggers are just going well your default position is you're just going to kick it to the hot spot so we'll just get numbers there well she's pretty cold as well she doesn't have to do a lot of movement yeah. but uh, yeah for those of you at home who haven't followed the story of Mo Hope's hand um, she injured it probably five or six weeks ago now had the plate put in oh, maybe it wasn't really that maybe it was only three or four weeks ago she had yeah. the plate put in the week of the exhibition game um, she played she, I don't know, I think she played the week before she played the week before the exhibition game with the glove on but yeah. no plate in her hand yeah. then she had the plate put in her hand 
Uh, then she played the exhibition game. So the plate is obviously still in her hand, but she's only she's she's played every week. So um, obviously it was forced she to four play. Goals last week, yeah, though, yeah, but it's yeah. quite clearly she's not the Mo Hope we know. She's mm-hmm. just not. And to be fair, I've got to give a lot of credit to the Sharks' defence. Goring has done a terrific job. She's one of those players that uh, gets the big jobs and yep. does tend to get it done. Um, Hildebrand has been a standout again. I think she probably had a bit of a slow second half to the season, but once the sun comes out and springs in the air and the finals are along, the big players come out to uh, to dominate. And and also back there, Grassy Anderson, Kears on the back flank. They just seem to... They've found this defensive unit of eclectic whatever you like and they've just put them together and they've become a really good back six and I think as well Pete like you say Mo's not leading wide but um, or creating the options but I think when you look up and all your midfielders are flooding into your space and you are forced to go that wide you sort of not you throw your hands up in the air but you think well what are they all running into my space for I could be popping in there you know that's that's my turn you guys run out wide you run into the the edge areas and leave the middle for me or not even the middle middle but at least those little 45 degree angles and we know we know with Mo that when she does run wide and is forced we saw that against uh, Diamond Creek when she's forced to jump without the ball in front of her and a defender has the ability to come from the side She's, she struggles, mm. but when the ball's out in front, no dramas. She's not really a run-and-jump type. That's not really her go. Mm. So that's what I can understand why she's not leading out wide, but, yeah, you would like to see a bit more movement from her and a few more options in the second half if there are any chance to get anywhere near winning this because right now there's four nails to go in the coffin and then there's three solidly nailed in at the moment. We'll take this opportunity to take a break here on GirlsBayFooty.com. We are at half time in the minor semi final with the Muggers 5 7 37, where the St Kilda Sharks 1 5 11. Hi, it's Eric from Deaf Children Australia. Ready for your next lesson? With your left hand palm facing you, touch the left thumb with the right pointer finger. That's A. Now put the same pointer finger onto the left hand pointer. That's E. And for I, O, and U, point and place on the next three fingers. They're the vowels. How easy is that? Next time I'll teach you to sign nice things like thank you. At Deaf Children Australia, we're helping young deaf people reach their potential at school and in life. Please join us. Together we can make a difference. This is Danny Green. On a night out just like this, take it from me. One punch can be deadly. Thrown in anger, without warning, without gloves, it can kill. One punch can end their life and ruin yours. It takes grunt to throw it. It takes guts to walk away. One punch can be deadly. Authorised and spoken by Danny Green, Perth. Here, get out of I'm here about the car. Hi, um, are they with you? Yeah, a few boys wanted to come over in case you join. I mean, look at the car. <laughs> oh, I need to sell my car fast. Need to sell your car fast? At sellmycar.com.au, we will buy your car. Cash for your car, fast. Sellmycar.com.au Conditions apply. See sellmycar.com.au The symptoms of ovarian cancer sound like part of every woman's life. Abdominal bloating, abdominal or back pain, appetite loss, changes in toilet habits, unexplained weight gain or loss, indigestion or heartburn, and fatigue. But if these symptoms are unusual for you and they persist, please see your doctor. For more information, visit the Ovarian Cancer Program website at nbocc.org.au. 
I usually wear white. And I prefer black. But lately, we've been getting into orange. When you're wearing SES orange, you know you're making a difference. And you're learning great new skills. You'd be surprised how good you'll feel in orange. The Victoria State Emergency Service is recruiting volunteers now for a broad range of roles. Visit ses.vic.gov.au or call 1300-842-737 and find out if orange is right for you. Authorised by Victoria State Emergency Service Melbourne. Spoken by Emery and A. Smallwood. Social events, corporate events, birthdays, parties, weddings, music for the masses, DJs, live musicians. You set the date, we'll set the mood. Music for the masses, 1-800-4-MUSIC. 1-800-4-MUSIC. Music for the masses. Thinking about selling your home or looking for a company to manage your property investments? With offices in Brunswick, Carlton, Northcote and North Melbourne, Hocking Stewart are the experts in Melbourne's inner north. Hocking Stewart takes the hard work out of selling by offering the unique service of preparing homes for sale, including property repairs, property styling and furniture hire. For a free property appraisal from one of our friendly and reliable team members, call Hocking Stewart on 9340-1900. If your car's not performing at its best, drop into Auto Clinic. Auto Clinic Heidelberg has been your local mechanic for over 20 25 years with a great reputation for superior customer care and quality car servicing. Pre-purchased inspections, routine servicing, brake and clutch replacements, auto electrical, all that and more. Covered by an accredited VACC member. Auto Clinic, 4 Montgomery Street, Heidelberg Heights. Call 9459 6952. Proud sponsors of the Darabin Falcons. Diamond Creek Women's Football Club are proudly supported by Jets Greensboro and Lorimer. Jets is a 24-7 gym that offers no lock-in contracts, low rates and access to over 250 plus clubs across Australia. For those looking to improve your your health and fitness and looking to train indoors throughout this winter, head down and see the team at either Jets, Greensboro or Lorimer. Mention the Diamond Creek Women's Football Club and we'll waive the $89 joining fee. It's that easy. Diamond Creek Women's Football Club, powered by Jets. Come on, Creekers! Live across the web, this is the girlsplayfooty.com match of the day. And welcome back here to our girlsplayfooty.com match of the day. It is, of course, the semi-finals here at VU Witten Oval. We are in the minor semi-final at this very moment, and it's half-time. It is the Melbourne Uni Muggers, 5-7-37, leading the St Kilda Sharks, 1-5-11. At 2.30pm will be the bounce down to the major semi-final. The winner of that, of course, going straight through to the grand final. The loser playing the winner of the Muggers in the Sharks game. And you would have to suggest at the moment that the Muggers are the side that are clearly in the box seat uh, as the Sharks, well, with only one goal on the board, well, one five eleven to be exact, you would have to suggest that uh, their backs are against the wall, and they would need to kick the first one or two goals of this third quarter if they are to have any chance. Peter Holden with you with Katie Lambeski and Daniel Hill. They'll be popping back into the commentary box in just a moment's time. Muggers on the ground, Sharks on the ground getting into position. Will this be a repeat of last year? Of course, last year it was the uh, Muggers that did it quite easily over the Sharks. It's quite amazing that we've talked about how close the season has been, but the old saying is the more things change, they more the stay the same. That this could almost be a repeat of the 2014 VWFL Premier Division final series. At the moment, at half-time, around the grounds in the Division 4 Grand Final at Coburg City Oval, where that game is between South Morang and the 
Brunswick Renegades. And I can tell you, South Morang at the moment doing it quite comfortably. 3-7-25, Brunswick 1-1-7. Half time there of the Division 4. Katie Lem. Besky joins us uh, back here in the commentary box and uh, as we're saying Katie, it, it, it's funny isn't it, how the more things change, the more things stay the same, last year the Muggers smashed the Sharks in the semi-final this could be the same thing happening all over again despite everything we've been through the last 15 rounds Yeah absolutely, history kind of repeating at the moment um, again this is this is the Premiership quarter this is where the game will uh, be decided I think Muggers are in control so far, so let's just see where this goes. And the question, of course, if Daisy Pearce is playing or not in the Darabin game, because she wasn't listening <laughs> to the VWFL website, she was here at the ground, so she was here, obviously Ash is here and she's not playing, but Daisy was here, so we suspect that she'd be running out to play. With, with her gear intact, with all the, in, all the gear in her bag, so I think it's all systems go there. Yeah, there's a bit of ducks and drags, I think, on the website. Run away for the third quarter, and a champion wings out against O'Brien. Chapman was there, got it one-handed across to Bruton. Bruton burned off Kerrick, moved out towards the half-fourth play position, and Jess Gardner came out and took the mark. Umpire paid it, 70 metres out from home, Sharks need to, well, extract a digit early in this third turn to make sure it's a contest, heading in the Mo Hope direction, one bounce before her, Anderson on her hammer, in goes Mo Hope again to try and pick it up, manages to try and scoop it forward to try and get it to Gardner, who is brought down, she's trying to get a kick away, Bruton is in the pocket, Bruton just tries to centre it, awkward looking bounce, went back over the head, oh, and Gwazi in the goal square, taps it through! Little toe poker did the job with centimetres to spare, and the Sharks got what they needed. Dream start, dream start. I think it all came from that clearance. That's probably the first clear takeaway they've had out of the centre all game, and you see the results. Put put the pressure on the Muggers' defence, and there we go. We see Inguan to kick that goal. Perfect start. That's all. That's what they're going to want from more. Keeps the game alive. Two five seventeen. The St Kilda Sharks. Five seven thirty seven. Melbourne Uni. This quarter, thanks to Hocking, Stewart, Northcote, North Melbourne, Brunswick, and Carlton, and of course sponsors of the uh, Muggers. So. Ball back in the middle and we'll get underway once again at Champong versus O'Brien in this contest. Umpire sets himself. Bouncing we're underway. We've got about a minute so far in this third term. A Champong put it down the throat of Bruton. Bruton put on the right boot. Moving towards half forward. Garner came out to get it. Did the big turn around. Put it on the left boot. Nearly brought down Rain with a kick. 45 metres out from goal. Good mark taken there for the Muggers. At centre half back. And the switch looking for Ashmore from White. Ashmore takes it. Half back flank. Grandstand side of the ground. Ashmore looking further afield. Gets on the right. Got to be clean with the kick. At the back door. Carney could run onto it. Bit of a foot race here. Carney keeps it in front of herself. Nearly runs into trouble. Hand passes for the boundary line. They ask for deliberate. The umpire doesn't pay it. The appeal being made by Bailey. We'll throw it in right in front of our broadcast position. Yeah, uh, it's the game's just completely changed for mine. St Kilda just looked like a totally different team. The Shampongs won the first two right contest, got it down to Bruton then they went forward. Okay, Muggers cleared it, but it's still they're looking they're looking a lot more clean, a lot more direct, which is uh, great to see for the neutral. Boundary Pies got the ball and about to throw it back into play. Big heave back in. A Champong versus O'Brien. O'Brien got front posse. Tried to put it down. Pound's throw. Couldn't hang on to it. Chapman got it out to McWeems. Had it momentarily. Knocked out of her hands. A little scoop throw out. Umpire said it was okay. Garner tried to get it across to Davey who just missed the ball. Ashmore goes in again. Ashmore got it back in front of herself. Close towards the boundary line. Chapman kept it in. Chapman under pressure. Got the little hand pass to Davey. Davey got it on the left boot. Out towards the half forward flank position. They crashed the pack. Ball hit the ground. In there is White. Hurry little kick away. Went only as far as O'Brien, five metres away. Hand pass straight in the air. Anderson was there, taken away by Davey. Davey tries to get a hand pass under pressure. Got stripped of it. Hilda Brown went in there as well. Got sat on. In goes Randall, and the umpire calls for a ball up. 
between centre wing and half forward flank and all of a sudden the Sharks have stepped up the tempo. Yeah, great to see, actually see them lift, you know, it's made for a much better game and it's good to see McWilliams on the ball trying to get those bigger bodies around the contest and win it out from there. And they, they got, got the free. Yeah, crucial free kick out of that and uh, Gardner gives it across to Bruton quickly whose kick is smothered there by Carney. What about 10 metres forward? McWilliams is asked to be held without it. The umpire said no. Ball on the ground, hurried little kick along. In goes Chapman sliding hands and knees. In goes O'Brien as well. O'Brien and Chapman fighting for it and the umpire says it's going nowhere so we'll call once again for a ball up. Sharks pressing down by 20 points, attacking the Geelong Road end. Both Rackwoodman miss it. Randall's got it. Randall slammed it on the right boot, moved it towards centre half forward. Garner tried to put the hands in there, couldn't get to it. Tilly Lucas Rod got spun around. In goes Kears, got it across to White. White for Melbourne Uni puts it out towards centre wing. Here goes Stevenson in a foot race with Haitley. Stevenson tabs it forward. Haitley first to it. Haitley, half-back flank, now it's got the pill, got to turn around, gets it on the right, puts it out into space, Kears versus Tilly Lucas Rod, Tilly Lucas Rod gets to it first, gets on the right, little short kick going up the line, Muggers with numbers, Garner creates the pressure, Kears has got it, has to get rid of it, got no one to go to, Bailey is there for the Sharks, Bailey gave the don't argue, put on the right, partially smothered, ball hits the pack, going through there is Hay, Hay for the Muggers, ball gets spilled free, then goes Garner as well, it's pressure footy on the the outer side, now trying to pick it up as O'Brien, hand passes close to back towards the boundary line, finds Jantz who gets it on the right boot, got to be good with a kick, only as far though as Haitley, umpire surprisingly called play on, Sharks have got numbers there and they'll try and work it off the half back line. And they do so, but they just bang it went bang it where it came from, back to the wing on the outer side and the Muggers say well fair enough, we'll smack it back to the half forward flank and now the turnover and a chance for Randall in the centre of the ground. Gets on the right, wheels around, up towards half forward. And leading the race over there is Alice Ryan. She gets the kick away. She's immediately under the pump. In fact, it's in Guanti over there. Now, should be a chance here for the Muggers to clear, and they do so. And Ashmore's in space again. And she gets on the right, up towards the wing. And at the back of the pack, a chance here for Banner. Oh, she just panicked at the crucial stage again. Seems to be the story of the day so far for the Sharks. Oh, lovely bump laid on McWilliams. She's been levelled. Fair, though. And coming away is Carney. Bounced it uh, on its end and got away with it. Came back to her on the second attempt and a lovely pass in board. All class. And a chance for the Muggers here. They've got the numbers, but it's a poor kick. But Ibrahim did enough. Stevenson's a left footer. Great smother. Absolute desperation back there from Clifford. Managed to get the smother away, but again, the panicky exit, and it's marked by Blackburn. And Blackburn decides to send it towards centre-half forward. O'Brien takes the mark. She's 55 metres out from home, Cat O'Brien. She says, I'm going long. But she has Blackburn around her back. Won't pass to her, though. She says, I'm going to go long again. And that's what she does. 52 metres out from home. Goes long and high. Jantz is there. Went out the back door. Catterall jumped early. Killary gave up the little hand pass to Banner. Oh. Banner on the left. Oh, it's a shocking kick. And Kerrick takes the mark. 45 metres out from home. Goes with a short little pass. And again, it's just that little composure, isn't it, Katie Lembeski? As the mark is taken by Blackburn, she's lining up from 40 metres out. We mentioned before, pressure does funny things to people. Uh, and you see, and you learn a lot about a player in these moments. And you see that Melbourne is picking that off. No composure just take to just slow it down and take the kick out long to the boundary side. And turnover, there you go. Blackburn 
It's a good run by Blackburn as well. We saw her run around the back before of Cat O'Brien and she'd cut back across from the other side to get into that space. Kicking from 40 metres out, 45 degree angle. Into the Barkley Street end. It is high. It is across the face. Oh, Mark nearly taken in the pocket. And it's just going to be conceded through for a minor score. 5-8-38. The Muggers. 2-5-17. The Sharks this quarter. For the Muggers sponsor. And Hocking Stewart. Northcote, North Melbourne. Brunswick and Carlton. That was clearly already a point. Yeah. That was, that was one of the stranger things <laughs> we've ever seen on a field. Uh, yeah, because they, they all looked over and went, oh, yeah, let's go through a point. And someone charged onto it and knocked it back into play from nowhere. And play was allowed to go on. Meantime, ball goes out towards half-back uh, where the Sharks are attempting to clear away and there will be a ball up. And it's amazing. Bruton out this side. She's probably had 30 seconds to get across to the contest and she's only just starting to jog over there now. As the takeaway comes here on the outer side again for the Sharks, but it's all numbers with the Muggers and they'll square it up through Kerrick and now they find Stevenson who wants Ibrahim on the lead. No, further afield. And not a great kick in the end. It was in search of Candace Adams. But the fall of the footy is dangerous here as the Muggers are 25 out from goal. Slap clear. A champon comes in to lay an interesting shepherd. They get away with it here, though, do the Sharks. Now Randall's off. She's a race horse. She can kick to a two-on-two. One of the two down there is Mo Hope. She tries to edge her opponent underneath it and does so. Now she has a chance at the back. Well done by Gracie Anderson to affect a handball. Now Iguanti oh, couldn't get the kick away. And just enough again done by Gracie Anderson. She just does enough every time. Now Kears is at half back one on one. Carney's lends support. Ball does come free. Carney, oh, did she dive on it? No, she did enough. Out the back. Oh, Anderson, her first mistake probably this season. Unlucky, dropped it. Now she goes back in to help out. Kerrick's in there. They just seem to have the numbers, the Muggers. Every time they make a mistake, they seem to have the numbers to back it up. The ball goes up to the wing. Stevenson should get the handball here. No, she comes in to help out. Leia Shepard, not a great kick, but it'll probably find the line because that's just been the way the Muggers have done it today. Everyone, oh, no, very close to that line. Oh, and kept in. And now it goes over. So 75 around from the Muggers attacking goal. Out of side. And every time they make a blue, they seem to be able to get away with it. Whereas every time the Sharks make a blue, it's just compounded and gets worse. I think the 25 might be Wieselman as well on that outer side. As the ball is thrown back in, close towards the boundary line, it will go out. No, just being kept in there by Walsh. She had to dance around and then took one step out. And the umpire said, no, it's out of bounds. We'll throw it in. So 55 metres out from the Muggers' goal. They're in command here at Wittenoval. O'Brien brought it to ground. Kerrick, hand pass out, put O'Brien under pressure to Blackburn. Blackburn now centering it towards the goal square. Adams is there, ball bounced awkwardly for Banner. Banner slapped it in front of herself. Look out, here comes Jance, managed to burn her off though. Got on the right boot, Banner. Out towards the halfback flank is the kick. Good, it is. It finds Pepper Randall. Got a looking board here. And Randall, Randall had some space to run into, but doesn't want to take on Ashmore. And decides to just go again down the line. It's the same old, same old as Davey uh, managed to edge Anderson underneath it. Walsh tried to kick it off the ground. Might have to go again. Lily, uh, Tilly Lucas Rod is there. Spin, spun Kerrick around. Kicked it back in board. These are uh, Blackburn. Blackburn oh. hand pass over the top. Oh. Be good. Took it on. Carney is class. Kicks it to Ibrahim. That was fantastic. Risk equals reward. And uh, you just saw that perfectly there. Just fantastic footy. And now, as a result, there's a shot on goal. And 25 as well, arguing from Kula Reid. And uh, talk about compounding your problems. Uh, I think this might be just goodbye to the finals now for the Sharks. He's 25. I reckon it's about 14 and a half. 
It's a short 25 she, she's there. She's marked 38 straight in front now. She's kicking it, from 25. Ibrahim gets her first. And it's 6-8-44, leading 2-5-17. The lead with the Muggers, and I think that's sayonara for the Sharks. You, that just says, again, that's just a crazy brain fade. Why would you give lip like that, win the game, the balance like that? And it's cost them dearly, I think. Uh, Terrible, terrible, beha- terrible stuff to. Because they were hanging around, especially yeah. from an experienced player. Like yeah. they were yeah. kind of hanging around, and that kind of uh, says, if uh, even if you were out there yeah. and you're a shark, and you, 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 yeah. in your mind you're saying, "Is there a glimmer of hope here?" And, and Ibrahim was no certainty from there as well. If she'd missed, you could say, "Oh, the Muggers have got the yips. Maybe we're still a chance." But that's just icing on the cake. She's over now. Yeah, well, the next two or three minutes will be huge. As they need to respond here, the Sharks, and they do it with a clearance. But Garner's kick is. Nicely marked by the Muggers' defence, and they look to go out wide in search of Hildebrand, but Randall runs onto it, did well, got on the right and smashed it forward, and it went up very high. But great mark from Phoebe McWilliams, who's probably too far out to score with a, a breeze in her face. So she goes short, and it's a nice pass, and Chapman marks. I think that's the first time the Sharks have done it inside their forward line, actually done a nice little pass inside 50 and made it stick. It's actually Jess Gardner, same, same haircut. The same long ponytail, and they swish them around all the time. I wouldn't like to play against some of these girls. Get whacked in the face. Big long ponytail of hair. In she comes, Gardner. Lovely looking kick off the boot, but it looks short and is. And again, the numbers are with the muggers, and back there's Blackburn, and she wants the line. And did it quite nicely, because sometimes uh, deliberate is not necessarily about where it goes out. It's about the pace that it goes out. Yep. And it just rolled over the line. Toss back in, hope at the back. Oh, drag down. Great tackle, Coring. And holding the ball. Gee, I reckon she might have got a toe on that. But again, the Muggers' defence, solid as a rock. And they'll look to clear away. Goring thought about the hand pass, then goes oh, to the right boot kick. It's a sloppy on one there, to, Wilson, to Wilson, who had to get it back again. Oh. Gardner dumped her, got rid of it. Oh, it's dangerous. Anderson kicked along the ground. They're stuck inside their board 50. In goes Chapman, who holds the ball to her. It's all wrapped up. The umpire's just circling around. Blows the whistle and says a ball up. Oh, jeez, they nearly made a mess of that, Katie Lambeski. Even when the Muggers are making mistakes, their work rate is enabling them to to make sure they're not that costly. So, you, so that's the perfect example there. It's just the hard work rate and just fantastic footy from them. And here's Emma Carney, just shark the McWilliams tap, who took one bounce, took him on, spun it inside out, and then kicked the long out towards the out towards the wing position. Came off hands, though, and Banner went with a hand pass over the top. Ashmore had it momentarily, went back again. On her hammer, though, is Pepper Randall, who brings it to ground. And the umpire comes in and calls for a ball up between centre wing and half forward playing for the Sharks. They're down 2-5-17, trailing the Muggers 6-8-44. Ball's tossed up, and Paisley just lost it in the sun momentarily. And coming through with Sean Wilson, knocked off it momentarily as Chapman gets the handball through. Now Belshaw just shanks one inside 50. Might be all right. Just off hands at the back. A chance here for Harris. What can she do? Gets the handball away. McWilliams keeps it low, and it hooks to Hope. And in the end, it worked out okay. You would have thought probably the third favourite there was Hope. It was probably either going to be goal to McWilliams punch through for a behind or goal to hope and it's gone to the third result and she just did enough there Mo well done by Phoebe McWilliams well done by Georgia Harris to realise she didn't have the journey gave the hands to McWilliams and all of a sudden they, they can get one more and they have the breeze in the last quarter the Sharks might not be done with just yet back maybe, to 21 points maybe but they're going to need to be a lot more cleaner they're going to need to be better <laughs> Yeah. I think they need to find Everywhere. another level, basically. McWilliams has been fantastic today, so 
probably the best on ground for the Sharks, I think, at this point. Umpire bounces the ball back in the middle of the ground. Jance is going to do the ruck work. She does the punch down, try to find Kerrick. In goes Bruton, who took out her teammate until he Lucas Rod. That's built free, though, in the end for Ibrahim, who got across to Gabriella Pound, who went towards the half ball play position. Putting her hands up the air as Hatley didn't know what she was doing. Mia Ray Clifford is chasing after it, and she lets the ball go over the boundary line and out of bounds. 55 metres out from the Muggers' goal. So, a chance for the Muggers, if they can push forward to get that one back. The Sharks got to hold on and find a way to rebound. Jance versus Baisley in this contest. Jance won it. Ibrahim slapped it forward. Went into space. Pound now got on the right boot, trying to centre it. And punched through by Catterall, the one percenter. And sees a minor score. 6-9-45, leading 3-5-23. 22-point lead to the Muggers here. Thanks this quarter to the Muggers sponsor in Hocking Stewart, Northcote, North Melbourne, Brunswick and Carlton. For every little thing the Sharks are doing, Muggers just seem to have an answer. Uh, they just have their measure at the moment across the ground, and I, I can't see that changing. And the restart now from Coolerie is a very wide one. It goes out towards Vanderwall, who it's a handball away, and it's turned over. The Muggers, they're at half forward. They look to centre it up underneath it. Adams just ran under it too far in the end. A bouncing ball is a dangerous one, but... Mia Ray Clifford, well, I don't think that was in her, her intended target in Jazz Garner, but it found its way there anyway. And she goes out wide in search of Pepper Randall. Bounce just evades her momentarily. Muggers again seem to have the numbers at every stoppage or every clearance or every fall of the ball. And they work it wide here, and it's pushed over the line now to players. The breeze seems to have slightly dropped in this term so in the second the Sharks probably had a, a bigger breeze going for them and couldn't do anything with it and now the breeze has just dropped away as it's tossed back in it's a 22 point lead to the Muggers in the elimination final of the VWFL as Carrick sharks it and then blazes at goal but going back the ever reliable Cooler Reed and Cool is exactly what she is and she chips into the back pocket and I think she finds Haley. I think that is and decides to get on the right going up the line here comes Jance to make a contest passed it forward to Blackburn it gave off the little hand pass Oops. Ashmore up against the boundary line then they kick it back in board coming across there is Vanderwall who gets seen over the boundary line and out of bounds the fourth puck on the outer side. 22-point lead to the Muggies here on girlsplayfooty.com. Coming up at 2.30, the major semi-final of Darabin and Diamond Creek. Chance beat out Baisley. And the umpire says uh, no in the throat, even though the player signal it is Blackburn. He's in towards the Adams direction. One bounce to the goal square. Oh, it's awkward. Oh, what's Adams that done? That was over the line. And now Adam- it's hit the post. Oh, jeez. You know what happened there? The ball bounced, and Adams wondered, should I let it through or should I get it back? And then she pulled it back, even though you thought it might have been over the line. It was confusing. And either way, they've ended up with a point. Just... Uh you can, all, you can just start about you straddling the goal line, Pete. Oh, jeez. Well, there's already a point that's been given the scoreboard when the goal umpire had the flag up and the other goal umpire at the other end fell asleep and didn't acknowledge it. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, well. 6-10 leads 3-5. And Baisley takes the mark at half-back for the Sharks. She's on left half-back, out of side. Her side trailing by 23 points and kicks the Chapman, who can't take the mark. Ball hits a, a pack and does come clear for Hildebrand if she can pick it up. Probably wants the line. Oh, no. Nope. Decided to keep it in. Going back, Jance. Couldn't come up with it. They've lost ground here, the Muggers. Ball on the centre wing. Might have been a throw. First throw today, Pete. That about 25. <laughs> and a throw has been a oh. And now Chapman has Jesus. 
Oh, she's just made a real meal of it over there on the outer side. And now Garner says, well, love when Jazz Garner does that. When something goes wrong, she just picks it up and says, well, I don't care. I'm just going to kick it 45 metres. But it's another turnover because that's been the story of the day. And the muggers towards Tapner, up towards full forward. Don't tell me this is going through for a goal. It's bouncing, bouncing, bouncing. Jeez. Away to the right. That's gone 95 metres. Blackburn, who else? <laughs> it was too. Ali Blackburn, but only the minor score. It's out to an even four goals. 6-11 leading 3-5. Mark taken out there in the pocket. Vanderwall now loads up on the right towards the halfback flank. Dodges close towards the boundary line. Jance makes another contest. Brings it to ground. Chapman manages to keep it in. Goes the hand pass to Vanderwall. Vanderwall tried to shrug him off but got the jumper pulled as she tried to kick. Now coming McWilliams with the hand pass back to Tilly Lucas Rod who almost put it out onto the off ramp from Geelong Road. (laughs) And the ball is out of bounds in the full. It will be a free kick going the way. I think it was white of the Muggers. They're attacking between Sinnewing and half forward flank. I'd be calling for a head count if I was a Sharks because surely the Muggers have got more out there. <laughs> this doesn't feel right. Going back with a flight and taking a, a very, very courageous mark back there is Mayor Ray Clifford and just to hit default, let's just go out wide again to the dead side and they're just doing nothing, are they, the Sharks, to create, try and take a risk, do something? It's dumb football, Holden. Dumb football. They've done it all afternoon. It's been extremely frustrating considering the Devils have finished fifth and they don't really play dumb football at all. <laughs> and the kick back in board trying to find oh, Ibrahim. I oh, was taken away from her by Mia Ray Clifford, who now put it on the right, went down the corridor. Here was Walsh at the back. Hand pass going through to Bailey. Bailey tried to sell the candy, got one over the top to Walsh. Walsh went back to uh, Chapman. Chapman tried to shrug it off, gave the hand pass away to Gardner, coming through there momentarily was Randall, couldn't quite pick it up, ball on the ground, in goes O'Brien, over the top, Anderson and the umpire calls a ball up well, you know, funny thing is, they took the game on, if the hand pass connected, they were away Yeah, but they just find a way to stuff it up (laughs) (laughs) You're about right on that It's coming away there, Tilly Lucas Watt versus uh, Anderson, who managed to slap it forward now a chance for the Muggers once again Pound gives up the little hand pass to White, who put her on the right boot, heading in the Adams direction. Catterall versus her, went through her hands. Kula Reed out the back. Kula Reed stepped over the boundary line and out of bounds under pressure from Adams. And we'll have a throw in 50 metres out from goal. Whatever momentum, whatever creativity the Sharks have, they've, they've just been snuffed out by the Muggers and they've just been killed pretty much. This is nothing going for them at the moment. Baisley gets the handball over the top. Now Davey, a chance to break away. Gets on the left and kicks to a six on two. <laughs> and one of those six is for the Muggers and it's it must be Kerrick over there. And she goes in board to O'Brien who's been one of my best. She's just done all the right things at all the right times. And her fellow ruck woman in Jan says, Kath, don't you remember the club? You've got to kick it to me. She just kicked it over her head in the end, but the ball does come to the back. We're 30 metres out from the Muggers' goal, but the Sharks managed to push it, push it wide. Ibrahim's over there. The handball comes out from Tilly Lucas Rod for the Sharks. Phoebe McWilliams is in there. She can't pick it up. Ball 45 out from the attacking goal now of the Muggers, and it's cleared away as Garner takes a nice mark here for the Sharks. She's been a, a shining light in a sea of gloom for the Sharks, and she's marked at left half back. And she gets on the right, and guess what? Once again, down the wing. She goes with a kick. Walsh had it momentarily. There was a little push out, but it's going the way at the Muggers. It's hard when it's four on two, two on four. Back in board to Carney. Oh, went over her head. Here goes Mia Ray Clifford to put on the contest. Carney's all wrapped up. She's all wrapped up. 
Oh, the umpire's going down! The umpire's collected a mugger's bat on the way through, got up, blown the whistle for a ball up. I think he was blowing the whistle in the He's lucky he didn't swallow the whistle. <laughs> As the ball goes up in the air. And, uh, Knock a few teeth out at the very <laughs> exactly. least. Exactly. Anderson, put it on the boot. Put it out in the Ashmore direction. Stevenson there for support as well. It bounced off. Oh, Stevenson oh. had it, then it went away from her. Trying to get a hand pass in there. Bailey got dumped afterwards. The umpire said it was fine. Ashmore overran it. Hately, can't pass back to Bruton. Bruton being tackled. Gave up the little hand pass. A hurried little kick up in the air. Went virtually nowhere except looking for rain. Close towards the boundary line. Bruton is there with Gardner and the that ball goes out. so dumb because they had, they had a four on one. All you had to do and it was, was Shepherd, almost done yeah. with Shepard or anything. Just put an arm on her and they just let her, they just let her walk through and the buggers player tackled her. Four, four goal lead to Melbourne Uni in the third turn. Pull back in the play. O'Brien out the back. Put it on the right. It's long and it's high on the four line. Ibrahim was uh, unlucky not to get underneath that. Hately tapped it forward. Getting close towards the boundary line though. Managed to be kept in. Hand pass back to Lou Stevenson who tries to open it up. Hand pass back to Jance. Jance off to Ibrahim. Ibrahim got knocked over. Centers the kick. Oh, it's in the goal square. Adams kicks it out of mid hand. It's gone wow. sideways. Wow, wow, wow. It's gone sideways. <laughs> Directly in front. It's like a giraffe on a treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> She's missed at the point. 6-12-48. Uh, leading 3-5-23. 25-point lead to the Marcus. I've got to say though, on a really positive note for um, for Candace Adams, she has made them look fantastic. They've looked so yeah. straight yeah. today with her yeah. up there. I was really worried when Kaluzi got injured that mm. they wouldn't have that straight uh, nature to their attack. But gee, she's played well. She does some interesting things, but gee, she's got a lot more positives than negatives on a team front. That's for sure. As again, the Sharks just trying to stuff it up. Adams is in there. She's trying to knock it out, and she lands on a couple. <laughs> that would have hurt. 25 out from the Muggers attacking goal. They're still trying to work it clear. Could have been in the back. Umpire wave play on. Now it comes clear. Lou Stevenson hasn't got a right foot, so she attempted to use her left in a very awkward manner. And now it's a tripping free kick coming through. I think that might be Chapman in there. And fought hard all day. She'll have the free kick on the last line of defence for the Sharks. In the shadows of the three-quarter time siren, and in fact, there it sounds. Three-quarter time. Wasn't a great kick either from Chapman. It's probably going to be a turnover goal. The Sharks found themselves down about three goals last week and had to come back. Katie Lambeski, they find themselves down 25 points, 6-12 to 3-5. Is there any way back? No. 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 Let's just call it as it is. Well, they have got a wind that's kind of dropped, but I don't know. They didn't use it in the second quarter. But 25 minutes is a very, very long time. It is. I, but you can't see the winning. I can't. I couldn't. I couldn't see the Muggers winning at the start of the game. Now I can't see the Sharks with any sort of chance at three quarter time. So it's been that season, hasn't it, Katie? Yep, absolutely. Uh, I don't know. That was a very average kind of quarter based on the first half. Um, sort of middling. The sting went out of the game. I think the Sharks kind of gave up a bit. I don't know. Uh, they did nothing as clicks on them today. It's going to take an almighty effort, but I don't see. I just don't see it. Sorry. It's Sorry. funny with the muggers as well. You could tell the way they're coached. They were waiting for the run to be made by the sharks. Yeah. And because the run never came, <laughs> the game kind of never really, mm. never really hit its gear in that quarter. Um, but I don't understand why you would be kind of expecting that when you are kicking with a wind. I'd be wanting to try and put it away and. Really, they only extended their margin by what was it? Actually, they did they lose that quarter? The the Muggers um, lost that quarter by a point. Might have. Um, yeah, I find that surprising. No, I think I think they extended the lead slightly. Actually, 
Yeah, it might have but, been a five-point extension, but it wasn't much, if that. And yeah. I, I don't know. I, I'd just be a little concerned if I was the Muggers. I'd be saying we need to kick two goals. You don't want to go negative here. That's the only danger for them. At the, at, and that is exactly... Look, last week we know that the Sharks ran over the... Well, we... We're pretty aware that the Sharks probably ran over the top of the Devils and the Devils sort of stopped a bit. But that's really where it's at. The only team that can lose, that can go out and lose this game are the Muggers. It's their game to lose now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, but you can't think that way either. Because if absolutely. you do that... Yeah. Because if you think you've won, you know, you probably haven't. Uh, look, again, it's the lack of execution that's really hurting the Sharks. And it's that lack of... Well, lack of ability to sort of build momentum over to and to keep that momentum yeah, rolling. Yeah, there's no sustainability at all. There's just nothing. They've played in burst and it's been easy on the eye and it's been good footy, but it just hasn't. Some finals is often about the gritty stuff as much as it's about the pretty stuff. So, again, Muggers, it's it's your game to lose. Over to you. Around the grounds, three-quarter time, Division 4, Grand Final at Coburg, South Moraine, 4-7-31, leading Brunswick, 1-1-7. So you'd say it looks like South Moraine's flag there. Yes, well, and we know it must be a little wet out there as well, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> bit muddy to say the least. We'll take this opportunity to take a break here at three-quarter time on girlsplayfooty.com. It's the minor semi-final. When it goes to the preliminary final, the loser is eliminated. And it's the Muggers leading 6-12-48 to the Sharks. 3-5-23, back after this. If your car's not performing at its best, drop into Auto Clinic. Auto Clinic Heidelberg has been your local mechanic for over 25 years with a great reputation for superior customer care and quality car servicing. Pre-purchased inspections, routine servicing, brake and clutch replacements, auto electrical, all that and more. Covered by an accredited VACC member. Auto Clinic, 4 Montgomery Street, Heidelberg Heights. Call 9459 6952. Proud sponsors of the Darabin Falcons. Diamond Creek Women's Football Club are proudly supported by Jets Greensboro and Lorimer. Jets is a 24-7 gym that offers no lock-in contracts, low rates and access to over 250 plus clubs across Australia. For those looking to improve your health and fitness and looking to train indoors throughout this winter, head down and see the team at either Jets, Greensboro or Lorimer. Mention the Diamond Creek Women's Football Club and we'll waive the $89 joining fee. It's that easy. Diamond Creek Women's Football Club, powered by Jets. Come on, Creekers! Thinking about selling your home or looking for a company to manage your property investments? With offers in Brunswick, Carlton, Northcote and North Melbourne, Hocking Stewart are the experts in Melbourne's inner north. Hocking Stewart takes the hard work out of selling by offering the unique service of preparing homes for sale, including property repairs, property styling and furniture hire. For a free property appraisal from one of our friendly and reliable team members, call Hocking Stewart on 9340 1900. Here, get out of I'm here about the car. Hi, um... Yeah, a few boys wanted to come over in case you joined. I mean, look at the car. (laughs) Oh, I need to sell my car fast. Need to sell your car fast? At sellmycar.com.au, we will buy your car. Cash for your car, fast. Sellmycar.com.au Conditions apply. See sellmycar.com.au Live across the web. This is the girlsplayfooty.com match of the day. 
And welcome back here to VU Witten Oval in Footscray for our girlsplayfooty.com matches of the day because we're doing both semi-finals, the minor and major semi-final. At 2.30pm, the major semi-final when it goes through to the grand final. That game, of course, being Darabin versus Diamond Creek. But the elimination semi-final at the moment, it's looking ominous for the Sharks. They are down by 25 points. Daniel Hill, if you were Shannon McFerrin addressing uh, the troops into that uh, three-quarter time break, knowing that uh, you've never come back from that far behind, what do you say? That's that. That's the question. What can Shannon McFerrin do? What can she say to inspire the side to get over the line? I reckon you, you've had uh, two cracks at it so far today, Pete. You've had quarter time and half time to try and turn the team's fortunes around. I reckon you just put the captain in there or something. Someone else. I'm not saying that you in terms of Shannon McFerrin, but I, I think you've had your go now. you yeah. sort of got to get a message from somewhere else because it, they just need a lift, and it's just pressure around the ball. It's just between the ears. If they can lay a couple of good tackles at the start of this quarter, if they can kick an early goal, maybe they're back in the game. Umpire holds the ball alive. This is the final quarter of the elimination semi-final here on girlsplayfooty.com. The VWFL Premier Division, away we go again. O'Brien versus a champ. Pong and Davey crashed it through the middle to try and move it forward. Lucas Rod has caught, but got it out to Davey. He tries to burrow away through like a bulldozer. Got it across to Chapman. Chapman now got it on the right boot. Heading in the McWilliams direction at half forward. Had it momentarily. Got knocked out of her hands. Going with her is Elise Hay. And she manages to get the clearing kick for the Muggers. Out towards the wing. Oh, Bruton overran it at the crucial moment. Tapner comes out to try and meet it. She's met out there by Chapman. And it's all wrapped up. The umpire calls for a bounce. Settling on the outer side. Less than a minute gone in this final term. Yeah, Kath O'Brien injured. So she's going to come from the field now. Which is not a good sign for Uni. Because she's been really good today. But meantime, uh, Davy looks like she's hurt her ankle on the outer side. That adds insult to injury. Keep your eye on that one, Katie. It's a free kick to Ibrahim at half forward. She goes wide looking for Tapner, who has an absolute paddock to run in. And the ball comes back to the centre of the ground now. Carney, she runs the 75 low balls. A nice one to Blackburn, who played on when she probably didn't have to. Went across to Ashmore, who took a nice athletic mark. While that's happening, uh, Davey's been rolling around on the ground in pain. Yeah, that's not good. It sucks, you know, I feel very bad for her sitting here watching because deep down I'm still a fan and I want to see the best players playing and to see her like that, that's not good. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah, she's in some real trouble. I'm not sure. I think they're going to have to stop the game here. Ashmore comes in and... It's over. It is over. She's kicked the goal out to 29 points. Or 31, out to 31. Uh, 7 at 12 7 12 54. Yep. 3 5 23. And oh, da- Davey looks a little better now. Seems as though the immediate pain of it's gone away, but she is in a real heap of pain over there. And amazingly, <laughs> she's probably going to keep going here, is she? She gets up and she's trying to walk it off. I tell you what, I don't know what she's, I don't know what she's built off, but they've got to bottle it and sell it because. There's an extraordinary out. She keeps almost hurting herself each week, but she manages to get up and get through it. It must have been, She must have caught one in the head. I don't think it's her ankle. Well, anyway, the play goes on in the middle of the ground, and the ball is literally going out in her direction. Now it goes past her as Carney's going to run out towards the wing position and try and pick it up under virtually no pressure as Nguati comes after her, and so does Bruton. But she ran into the trouble, and that was Chapman who stopped her momentarily. Ball hit the ground. Gabriella Pound is in there as well. Chapman tries to go for it. Gets the ball out to a champong. A champong goes back with a hand 
fast lane for McWilliams. Missed her. Randall was there as well. Got it back. Now swings around on the left. Oh, had it momentarily and got taken out of the hands there of uh, Nicholas Stevens. She was under pressure. Got taken away by her by uh, Gartner. She tried to get a hurry kick away. Was taken away by Amago, who she wrapped up straight away. Davey went to put her mouth. Yeah, she's caught one in the ear, Davey. And she went to put her mouth guard back in and try to start playing again. And the trainer just grabbed her and said, no, Barry. Off we go. Balls <laughs> thrown go. up in the air again. A champ pong. Put it down the throat there of uh, McWeems. Taken away by Kerrick, though. Kerrick's kick only as far as Bailey. Now they've got to be smart. They can't be bombing away. They have to hit targets on the chest on the lead. And what does she do? She bombs away towards the hotspot. 40 metres out from goal. Ball brought to ground. There's Garner. He just slapped the ball on the boot. Hoping touched, for the best. Touched. Touch play on takeaway by Garner. Swings around on the left. It's an awkward looking bounce. And it's away to the left. A minor score. 3 6 24 the Sharks. They trial by five goals. 7 12 54 the Muggers. This quarter for the Sharks. Sponsor sellmycar.com.au. Yeah, uh, nearly, but not quite there. Pretty much thumbs up St Kilda at the moment. Just no momentum. They're just trying, trying, but nothing's just coming off. It's, I reckon yeah. I reckon Jess Gardner's kicked four behinds today. She's probably a, right. Yeah, she's got a fair few behinds on the board. I don't keep track of the behinds. We not, don't normally have to. The ball goes towards the goal and uh, away no. to the near side. Another behind. So 3-9 now. 3-9 plays 7-12. Muggers still in the ascendancy and... Look to restart here in the direction of Ashmore, and gee, she's added on a string today. Lovely mark. Has Tapner further afield. Goes in that direction. Well done by Mayor Radcliffe. They've got a hand on it. Knocked it over the line. Out of play. Throw in 55 around from the Sharks attacking goal. Left half forward. And they trail by 25 points in their season. Is as good as done unless they can do something very, very quickly and probably from this stoppage. Right back in in front of our girlsplayfooty.com broadcast position. Back into play. There was Adams, missed it. McWilliams, and pass to Chapman. Chapman again just bombs away towards the forward line. Garner brought the ball to ground. Open space, doesn't elect to put it on the boot. Went the hand pass to Mo Hope, missed her. Grassy Anderson got in there. Umpire says too high. Well sold. Free kick given away. And Carney just gets up and burns off Mo Hope and gets onto the right boot. Going for the boundary line. One bounce. Is it over? One bounce and throw it in, says the umpire. Right in front of Andrew Jago and the coaching bench of Melbourne Uni. Seems like it's going to be really difficult for Uni to get the ball out of their end with this breeze picking up again. It just gains another notch and it's tossed back in. You can see the, the breeze pushing the uh, the boundary throw in for those of you here at, here at the ground. It's like a uh, Jimmy Anderson in-swinger. Just moving enough to favour. Ball goes around the corner. Travelled the required, you would have thought, but the umpire said no, not far enough. So there'll be a throw in again right in front of the Melbourne Uni bench and it's tossed in again it swings and this time it favours O'Brien and going in after it there is Kristen Hay and good smother laid on and overline out of play another throw in and quite nice for the Muggers to slow it all down back into play Baisley versus O'Brien O'Brien wins out Mia Ray Clifford picks it up though, slams it on the right, it's long and it drops in the hole. Mo Hope was just a metre short of getting to it. Came off her boot as a ricochet. Now towards the pack as uh, Gabriella Pound got in there, Bailey over the top and it's all locked up. Umpire calls for a ball up time at the moment. Katie Lambeski is the mugger's best friend. Yeah, at the moment and you've got to say the muggers have just been very mature in the way they've handled this so far they've just sort of killed the game without anything flash they can, we know they can run we know they can do all the fancy stuff but now they're doing the tough stuff that you need and it's, it hasn't been easy on the eye 
but it's been, well, pretty Oops. successful. Wilson tried to go to Ashmore, missed her, but doesn't matter. Carney there for support, and Ashmore going backwards. Now as Blackburn had to weave around through traffic, kicked it high along towards the pack situation, but the mark is taken back there. Mia Ray Clifford again, looking further afield for options. You can bet she'll just bang it along, and that's what she does. And might just be lucky enough to get up the back to Jess Gardner. Gardner puts it on the left, centers it up for Moho. Probably the best, probably the only time uh, going to this end, the Barclay Street end, they managed to find some space for Mo Hope. And she plays on as the umpire was setting the mark for Goring. She missed it. And she has missed it. That is terrible. That is. That, who, who used to do that in the AFL? Who used to not be able to take a set shot from 25 out straight? I'm thinking Stevie J, but I know there was someone else at one Jack point. Jack Rewa. No, there was... <laughs> Matthew Richardson. <laughs> was it Richard? There's been a few, but... Oh, it'll come to me, but that was exactly the same. Where there was no inkling, there was. I think Cameron Mooney did it for a while. Do you have the yips from the set shot? And the umpire says with the kick back in, there's been a free kick for holding. It's going the way of Jenna Bruton, but when your leading goal kicker is missing them from 25 out, you know the day's not yours. Well, Je- Jenna Bruton, she'd have to be hundreds for me the way they've gone today. <laughs> she, she, no, they can't kick over a jam yeah. tin. 45 degree angle, 30 metres out from goal. Bruton's oh, kick is low, is flat as a clear the pack. That's a behind. The umpire comes in and says, touched. I love the theatre of these car umpires. And I think oh, they wait. make <laughs> you wait. As the kick back in uh, Hildebrand, I think the Sharks' forward line was arguing, even though it was clearly a point. I think they were arguing to the umpire of not standing on the line. But either way, it was clearly a point as Stevens now has it Oops. at oh. half-back. Wanted to give up the hand pass. Realised he shouldn't have done That's that. That's 25. Said, good no. umpire. 25-metre penalty. That's a good kick in the end, too. She did that quite nicely. <laughs> <laughs> she wanted to feign the hand pass, but the player came over the mark, and the umpire says, Mia Ray Clifford, you can come back 25. So Stevens will have the ball again, this time on centre wing. And the last 25 was about a 15 and a half, so this time they said, well, we added it on. So you got 34 and a half this time. So she goes short, and it's not a great kick, and the line will be the best friend is the Muggers, as it's seen over by Elise Hay. So, again, the Muggers, quite happy to spend a bit of time over the boundary line. For those of you who don't know the timing rules in the VWFL, it is 25-minute quarters, and the clock does not stop. So it doesn't matter if it's in the car park or it's in the crowd, the clock keeps going, of course, unless there's a stretch-up. So... It's uh, quite nice here for the Muggers as another throw comes out the back from O'Brien. She's had a couple of those today. Probably leads all comers in the throw count. Got it up towards uh, the wing. Of course, the umpire didn't pay the throw, so the play goes on. Now Pepper Randall goes up towards centre-half forward and in there, Catterall, not sure what she was trying to do there, maybe play for a free kick and Garner came in and now Kerrick, gee, she's been good. She was knocked out and concussed last week and she's come back with a vengeance this week. Goes up towards half forward now, Carney, all bounce evaded Ibrahim. And good tackle laid on over there. No, it wasn't. It was high, says the umpire. It goes against Banner, and it'll be a free kick to little Ibrahim over there at left half forward. She looks further afield and decides to go long inside the 50. Whoop, through the hands there, Wilson, who couldn't hang on to it. And uh, Pippa Randall there at the back, who kicks high, and only brings Rain with a kick looking for Gardner. 
came off her hands, then Bailey comes in to try and affect attack with the ball spilled free. Out to Gabriella Pound, who gave up the hand pass to Jans, had it momentarily, lost it. Bruton under pressure, ball popped out to Ibrahim. Ibrahim got it across to Pound, Pound tried to deliver forward, but only as far as Jess Gartner at, at uh, half back, who kick around in the corner under pressure, only as far as Nicholas Stevens. And Stevens goes out in the loose Stevenson direction, had it at her feet, lost it over the top of it. Is she hatching it? Umpires watching on. Ball spilled free, courtesy of Mick Williams. In goes Stevens again. Stevens got it across to Kerrick. Kerrick on the left boot, delivers inside the fourth line. One, two, bites of the cherry. And the mark's taken by Tapner. Tapner oh. plays on. The kick was smothered by Kula Reed. Ball on the ground. B.R.A. Clifford has to go in there as well. She's sitting on top of it. The ball gets hand-passed out. It's along the ground. Batter's in there as well. And eventually with his scrum, the umpire's going to have to call for a ball up. 20 metres out from the Muggers' goal. They're currently leading 54-27. to 27. So the ball will be thrown back up. And Baisley does the ruck work against O'Brien. It's hacked forward. The Muggers, are they a chance here? And, oh, unbelievable. <laughs> You're kidding. Star Wilson, she just walked into an open. Uh, the breeze blew in her face and... Shanked it. Shanked it left. It's uh, probably one of the worst misses of all time. <laughs> easily, easily. <laughs> and she's a pretty good footballer. It's not as though there's any kicking issues there for Sean Wilson but she's missed to the left and red matters very little because the muggers lead by a stack 55 to 27 with a long kick out through the hands of Bruton who couldn't hang on to it Anderson tried to slap it forward McWilliams was in there as well ball goes to space trying to spin around his Gabriella Pound hand pass back to Stevenson Stevenson at half forward flank looking for the one two couldn't get it white over around the ball kick along the ground by Catterall to move it forward Walsh going hard in the contest was oh, beaten no, out hey. by, by Hay Elise Hay close towards the boundary line got dispossessed ball on the ground Stevenson's there but the umpire said it just trickled out for half a second and we'll have a throw in. And Katie Lambeski, the amazing thing is, look at these two sides. There hasn't been great footy today. The Muggers are the ones that beat Darabin. And when it comes to closest winning margins, the Sharks are the ones that got closest to them by losing by a point. Yeah, nothing nothing makes sense so much in this division this season, <laughs> I swear. I, I can't figure anything out. But it's all about the day, isn't it? It's all about the mentality. And Muggers have had that in spades, so all the Sharks haven't. Randall delivers long, looking for hope. Walsh is there, hands Slap and knees, trying to get it moving. Now he's a bit of a throw. The umpire missed that. Hildebrand got brought down the ground. They call ball. The umpire says, I'm not buying it. And the umpire finally comes in with Randall over the top. And calls for a ball up 48 metres out from the Sharks' goal, attacking towards the Barclay Street end. Bay Trail at the moment, 7.13 to 3.9. Chance and McWilliams, Chance with the superior leap, won it down, but only as far as Mia Ray Clifford, who smacks it back inside 50. But well done by Carney. Now she takes off. She's got the superior wheels and gets the handball away to Blackburn, who turns on a sixpence and then wobbles one in towards half forward. And it's not a great kick. Mia Ray Clifford slung. Umpire wave play on. Pepper Randall could have got one high, but it was a. A good tackle of a falling player. I hope she's not hurt. She doesn't look too good down there, Pepper Randall. And the ball falls to the back, and there will be a ball up. Very slow to her feet, Pepper Randall. One of the young rising talents of Victorian women's footy. Let's hope she's okay. Looks like a sore leg down there. Baisley won the tap, although it was defensively, and only went as far as Ibrahim. Now the ball's in the attacking 50 for the Muggers with a chance to well and truly put the nail in the coffin. It comes up to Cathay O'Brien. Oh, she could have snapped that on the left and looked like a hero, but she just decided to give the handball away. It comes back to Stevenson, and she kicks away to the right. Cathay O'Brien, the way she does that, she, she doesn't know her own acceleration. She <laughs> created amazing amounts of separation there. She could have looked yep. like some sort of 
amazing small forward and she went the handball of the ruck woman mindset set back in at that moment. There you go. Long to Hately through her hands but taken by Carney and center half forward back to Blackburn back to Carney he's got three to deal with back to Blackburn Blackburn unloaded from 40 metres out in the goal oh. square oh two muggers nearly took each other out at the top of the goal square almost absolute carnage out to Tapner Tapner says this is how it's done <laughs> at the top of the goal square she puts it through Carly Tapner's second the muggers are celebrating they're going to the preliminary final they're 8-14-62 leading the Sharks 3-9-27 this quarter for Sal Mike Carr .com.au The question is, Katie Limbisky, can the Muggers bring this brand of football next week against Diamond Creek or Darabin? Well, we'll know next week. <laughs> the, the, the way everything's gone, the way this season has gone, just uh, ask me next week. Yeah. So At, After the game as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, with five minutes left on the clock. Yeah. Look. They've, they've shown a bit though today, the Muggers. Like they've, they've shown that they're, we know their top four are very good. We know yeah. they're, we know they're Backline's pretty good. Um, we know they've lost Cecilia McIntosh and a few others, but they just seem that those middle twelve, middle fourteen. All of a sudden, they—I don't know—they just look like they might have, they might have the class and the, the aptitude to maybe cause a few headaches. Not just up at the maturity. Yeah, that too. And you can tell there's a some of their players like the Ibrahims of the world and a few of those that have been around for three, four, five years. Even Kerrick seems like she's been around forever now. They're, they're starting to. Really, uh, really move into their work quite nicely. Even Tapna, just in one season, I know she's a youth girl, but she just looks at home, and they, they just, I don't know, they've got the, this quality about them, the Muggers, when they play well. And when they play badly, God, they play badly. Yeah. <laughs> so it's I, a bit of both, isn't it? I suppose with the young, brash side like this, you, they... And they do take the game on. Yeah, I feel that the, the gap between the best and worst will narrow over more time. Mm. So you're, you're just seeing... I think you're seeing a side mature before your very eyes here, and it's, I guess, fantastic for Andrew Drago and his team. So, 35-point lead to the Muggers, who, of course, we're talking about at the moment, as the ball's on the outer side, and closing stages of this game, the elimination final between the Sharks and the Muggers. And it's hacked forward here for the Sharks. They're trying to work it clear. Bruton goes for the line. Whether that was intentional or not, the umpire decides it'll be a throw-in. Just on the attacking side of centre for the Sharks who are down by 35 points and we want to try and rescue some kind of pride out of this game Peter Holden uh, I think that if there's any to rescue they're going to be gutted no doubt about that when the final siren goes the emotional roller coaster they've been on when they came from behind to pinch it against the Devils last week to now being out and um, I haven't spotted any Devils here at the ground today but if they were walking around I think they'd be kicking themselves going we could have been here we could have put up a better show <laughs> And we can guarantee that much, unfortunately. As the ball has gone into space, Tilly Lucas Rod turned over by oh, Ibrahim, who gave it across quickly to Kristen Hay. And Hay now tries to pull a kick at the last second. It works out okay. And a long shot by Tapta towards the goal square. And taking a mark Let's there. Stop, Sean. Stop. Don't do anything silly again. Sean Wilson. <laughs> Make up for the last 15 one. metres out directly in front. Was going to play on and thought, oops, I remember what happened last time. Yeah, she went to take off and she did take the step too. <laughs> she did take the umpire. said, oh, fair enough. Bit of the doubt. And Wilson, and she's getting help behind the goal scorer as well, saying, aim for me. <laughs> and the kick this time... It's a looks, she's 
quite a good kick of the footy. That's what was so surprising. And the funny thing is the crowd had to wait for the goal on board because even (laughs) they weren't sure. Goal to Wilson. That's her first. They move out to 9-14-68, leading 3-9-27 for Sell My Car. .com.au. 41-point lead to the Muggers over the St Kilda Sharks. It's ugly. Uh, The Sharks have just not given a yelp this quarter when... They were a sniff at the start, but at the start of this last quarter, you have to believe that. But uh, now the that scoreboard is finally reflecting the game. Finally, finally. And now, yeah, it's just ugly. And they've, they look like they've given up. They've thrown in the towel about 10 minutes ago, they did. Mm. Well, back in the centre of the ground, and it'll be Adams and Achimpong, who's been a good find for the Sharks this season, a regular Division One player, and she's come a long way this year and established herself as a senior footballer. Yep. The ball comes in for Hope. And she wheels and deals and gets dragged down and has a shot at goal. It's across the face. And well done by Goring again, who's really had her number all day and worried Mo out of a lot of contests and a lot of situations. And Mo for the day, Pete, one, two, two, two. Really one of her poorer two goal games in her career. She's, of course, the best going around up forward. And the ball comes for Phoebe McWilliams off the pack. She snaps around the body and misses away to the left. And again, Phoebe's got a few behinds as well. It's been one of those days. Next time we've got to count the behinds. Yes. 3-10-28. As I said, I reckon Jess Gardner's probably got three or four behinds. I reckon Phoebe McWilliams probably got three behinds. It brings the match later 24 behinds, 12 goals, 24. Amazing, isn't it? as the kick in from full back. It just Anderson. shows as well, game uh, playing on grounds that you don't play at during the season. It's very hard to get used to the condition. And it is sort of swirly down here and it's it's a great ground to play footy at, but you yeah. do have to know how it plays. Ball thrown back in and McWilliams front spot got edged underneath it. Chapman back to McWilliams, whose kick has just gone off the side of the boot. You can hear the screaming frustration. I don't think it was a screaming frustration of the kick. I think more of that just summed up the season for them. Ooh. As the ball has gone out of bounds of the form, I think Anderson will have the ball back into play just near the point post, near side. As we count down to the final siren here, of course, straight upwards. The kick goes short to Blackburn. Straight up to it's 2.30pm. We bring you the game between Darabin and Diamond Creek. And, oh, McWilliams is taking the mark with the right to go through to the grand final as McWilliams kicks it around the corner. Mo Hope went to crash the pack. Ball hit the ground, though, and White decides to pick it up. They had a raffle of players who could take it out to Blackburn. They're full of runs still. Blackburn takes a bounce. Nearly went into Chapman. Got her kick away. Kears. Ball bounced away from her. Tilly Lucas Wright going after her. Kears picks it up. Close towards the boundary line. Oh, she got tackled beautifully with the umpire pick. I think that's holding the ball. No. He's thinking about it. Threw away the whistle. Close towards the boundary line. Will it go out now? It doesn't. You'll now have to call for a ball up. I think uh, if I can just describe a moment that happened uh, a few plays before that, Pete. We saw McWilliams take the mark, and then we saw a shepherd on the mark from Chapman on Hildebrand. And then Hildebrand shoved her out of the way. We don't normally see that from the Muggers. Just a bit, it's been the aggression that they've brought today. It's been yep. really impressive. And as we say, the ball spilled free to McWilliams in the goal square. He nearly got Colin high, but it didn't matter. She managed to get the kick through the middle, a late consolation goal, and they move along to... 4-10-34, trailing 9-14-68. Just shrinking the margin back to 34 points here on girlsplayfooty.com. This quarter for sellmycar.com.au. Even then, though, Katie, I mean, she was still tackled as she kicked the goal. Yeah. They just haven't had any separation. Yes, it was a clear goal, but it just, it just shows you even... 
even when you try and get away from them late, the Muggers have got the wheels to run out games and yeah. keep the pressure up. Whether they can do that against the better sides... Well, we'll find out. Uh, that's that's the question mark. And we've seen them do it... Like We've seen them do it once or twice, and then I remember we went out to Darabin at AH Cap, middle of the season, Pete, and I, was, I hadn't seen the Muggers play yet. And uh, Pete and I were out there, and I thought, geez, I'm really looking forward to this. They got whacked by 80 points, and it was one of the worst games of footy I've ever seen. It was bruise-free football. They didn't lay a hand on anyone. Please. This is a completely different team. As, again, the ball in the middle of the ground, and Kears is in there, and she's causing trouble, and Sarah Chapman's trying to lay a shepherd, as she always does, and Jess Gardner got tripped, and the umpire said, no, play on. Now Blackburn gets the handball away. Carney, she runs the 50. How fast she run? She gets the handball over the top. And Sean Wilson fumbled it momentarily back to Blackburn. She goes with a handball over the top to Carney, who's immediately under pressure, who gets a kick away. Now Blackburn. Geez, have they gone 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 in this play? Ball goes forward. It's on the line. It's up against the boundary. Is it high? Oh, little handball over the top. And now a clearing kick comes from... It might have been Hately over there. And it looks like Lucas Wright at half back. And Lucas Wright going in the long direction for Chapman with over a head guard out the back. But Anderson is there. Grassy Anderson turns around. Runs and then gets on the right. Got bowled over as she kicked it. Went further up the line though. Lucas Wright is there. Got turned inside out. Elise A tried to go backwards. Had Del White there as well. And they got collared. The umpire said, yep, too high. And you'll get a free kick. So the Magus with a chance on the other side. In fact, it's Kerrick. It comes back in port for O'Brien. White's on here, if they can see her. And, yep, she's screaming and waving her arms, but O'Brien says, I'm going to take on the play on the oh, mark. No. Take a bounce. She's going to take oh, on no. another. O'Brien for 45 no. metres out. Goes towards the top of the square. Oh, that's what was there. Brought the ball to ground. In fact, it was Wilson, pardon me. Wilson got it back. Head pass back to Blackburn, who stabs at it and hits oh. the post. <laughs> and they were congratulating her before the ball left the boot. <laughs> and then they've realised, Oops, hit the post. You're not good. <laughs> it looks good, though. It looks good. Let's go, though, Brian. I think no. she, when I said before she didn't know her own agility and her own talent, she, just, she took them on there. 69 plays, 34. Ball comes out wide and Ashmore and knocks it over the line out of play. It's always good to see uh, the Ruck women just tuck it under the arm, take a bounce, treat a few as witches' hats, those little midfielders, stuff them, <laughs> run around, make them look slow. There you go. And then almost kick a goal from 45 into the window. It's probably a little tall of a task in the end. Ball's tossed back in. It's slapped forward, but only as far as Kerrick, who's looks like she's labouring out there. She's tired. She's spent a few petrol tickets today. And Garner comes in. Jazz Garner to lock it up. There'll be a bounce centre wing just on the commentary side. Closing stages of the elimination final in the VWFL on Girls Play Footy Radio. And there is the siren. And to say the Muggers are a little excited and a little happy with that win would be an understatement. They are absolutely wrapped. They run out winners 9 15 69. Didn't kick too well in the end. To 4 10 34. Also struggled in front of goal. 